Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Various Stages of Growth podcast, your one-stop shop for everything nerd-related, TVs, toys, comics, gaming, movies, we're going to talk about all of it. As always, I'm Matt, I'm joined by Will. Will, how you doing, buddy? Hey, man, I am great. I am uh, ready to go. We got a lot to talk about, and, uh, you know, just going to warn everybody before we start, it's going to be a little DC-heavy. And there are going to be some feelings shared. So, um, yeah, if that's not your thing, uh, you know, I'll put the timestamp when we're done. But it's going to be very DC heavy <laughs> with all the news. Uh, but, man, I'm psyched to get into it. But, well, look, there, there's really nothing else happening right now. Like, yeah, sure, we got some shows and stuff. We got The Last of Us going. We got Bad Batch going. But but really nothing else news-wise. And then DC decides to come out this week, drop the bombshell with James Gunn having his little press conference, releasing his next, I think they said it's 8 to 10 year slate. So we're yes. going to run through this and we're going we're gonna to pick it apart and see how we feel about some of this stuff. Absolutely, dude. I I am looking forward to it. Uh, how, how you been doing, man? How's your, how's your week going? The same old, anything exciting, anything to share with the audience before we, we get started today? Nothing really, man. I've just been kind of hanging out. You know, I watched uh, the newest episode of Bad Batch, which I enjoyed more than the last couple. Cool. Um, been kind of going through, you know, like we've talked about with the toys and kind of trying to scale down and sell yeah, some stuff. Man. So I've been I've been listing a bunch of stuff on eBay. So that that's been nice. <laughs> yeah, man. That's my whole thing now, just to scale back. It's just it sucks because it's like it's something you want to do and, and just do it quickly, but it's just such a pain to do. It's like you put it off and put it off. So now I'm like really into it. But it's like, I'm just tired. Like, it's, I, you know, listing every week and then you're shipping out every week. So I, I went a little nuts in the beginning and I was shipping, you know, like 15, you know, boxes every two, three days. I was like, the hell with this. So I, I'm now scaled it back where I'm a little by little um, because it just got overwhelming at the point, like, to try to, you know, my weekends were just packing, listing, and shipping. And I was like, enough of this. But I, I am making progress. Um, <laughs> I'm getting there. It's gonna in about three months if I continue on this path and halt like we've talked about bringing stuff in and get and really paring down. Um, it'll be good, you know. I've got a couple things coming in the last couple days, little things, nothing, you know, breaking. But I know, dude, it's any day now. My credit card is gonna get hit with that thunder tank. So uh, well, it's funny you mentioned that. I saw that some places kind of restocked it and stuff, and that yep. some of them are going to start shipping out soon. So immediately yeah. you popped into my head because I know you've been, you know, dreading the day when that charge hits. <laughs> so yes and no. Like I'm looking forward to that one. Like like don't get me wrong. Like that one. It, look, I'm not looking forward to, to taking it. And I have the cash for it ready. I've got it. I've I've had it ready um, for a while. So you know, it's one of those things where if it hits, and I just dump the cash right on it. So I'm prepped for that one. Uh, it's one of the big ticket items I'm expecting this year, along with, uh, uh, Eternia, which is already paid for as long, along with, uh, battle cat already paid for. And, uh, I think all-star waves four plus mythic legions, but that's already paid for. So those are the three big ones. And then I, it looks like I'm not going to see the Ninja Turtle party wagon until like October, November, if this year. Yeah. I saw it got, it got pushed back to like late this year, right? Yeah. So that one will hit late. Um, if this year and the Thunder Tank's going to hit early, but as far as the other big ticket stuff, um, like my Haslabs already paid for the year. It's just a matter of receiving them and, and the other stuff I mentioned. So, uh, but I'm excited for this one, dude. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. I, I don't know overall as a line with the Thundercats, if I'm going to continue collecting, uh, you know, so far I've gotten every figure, but, um, 
I have not yet got the Mandora and her vehicle that she comes with yet because it's it's just I don't know if I need everyone. I want the core Thundercats. I want the core mutants. Uh, and I think with the Thundertake, I might just be good. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to wait till uh, make a call on Snarf because I I can't pay sixty bucks for <laughs> Snarf, but I need it. You know, so I get the Thunder Kittens and I get Snarf, and I'm pretty much good. I, I I've got what I want. You know, there's a couple characters here and there I'm probably gonna cherry pick. Um, but yeah, that's one of those where I was like, I'm all in, but now it's like, I got to scale back. And one of the lines where I was going to cherry pick and scale back, I've been all in. And that's been the darn Ninja Turtles Super 7 because they just keep getting better. Yeah, now. it's wave after wave of Ninja Turtles yes. Super 7 figures. It's like, it's like every couple of weeks they're releasing a new or showing off a new wave. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's crazy. We could do a whole podcast on just Ninja Turtles stuff. Cause it's just, it's constant and there's just more and more stuff. But, um, yeah, with that line, thank God they're like, oh, the next wave's not coming out till like October. So I just took a breath because I didn't buy like the glow in the dark ones and stuff. Like I'm passing. I'm not a completionist yeah. on that one. Um, but yeah, I got some time. So I'm like, all right, so I can breathe on that. The next Thundercats wave I'm expecting is not until, you know, whatever. So the tank's coming and then I got a break. So that uh, the high-end stuff, you know, whatever. And, and, and uh, you know, so I'm really just planning out to pick up a couple, uh, you know, Masterverse people, uh, a couple, maybe some McFarlane's dabble and a couple McFarlane's, maybe a, maybe a Marvel Legends here and there. And, you know, then I'm constantly collecting, you know, Transformers as they go. So it's, it's, it's steady. But I've really, the money I spent on big ticket stuff in 2022 is, is I'm not going there out 2023. You start running out of room, man. You start running you, out of room. And they then you they, got they make these, these, these huge show pieces, and it's like, where, where am I supposed to put them? You know, right. I, I do the same thing with the Haslabs. I still have the Razor Crest sitting in the box. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like, it's, it's, you don't know what to do. Like, I, that, that Mondo He Man's fantastic. But I, I'm going to wait till I get Battle Cat, and then I'm going to be like, all right, now i got to build a display. Like, I'm debating, do I need to build a table behind me to just display the He-Man stuff? Because with Eternia coming, and I know Snake Mountain's coming, and it's like, I could have a really cool thing. I, I don't know how workable it is, but so calls will have to be made. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, I'm scaling back too, man, but it's, it's slow going. It's like I did the first big dump. I got other stuff that's kind of on the maybe list, but I kind of want to keep. But, like, I'm telling you what, man, like, there's so much Ninja Turtle stuff, and I have so much of it. It's like, do I, where do I want to go? Where do I want to cherry pick? And it's like with the NECA stuff, there's so much. I'm like, all right, I'll just collect, you know, movie, or I'll just collect cartoon, or I'll just do comic. And I've got, like, a bun bunch of each. I'm like, all right, I got to pare down. Like, I, if I'm going <laughs> to keep well, the other stuff, I got to pare down. Well, I think you had mentioned it a couple weeks ago on the podcast, uh, one of the episodes, and we, we kind of talked about how many different companies have the licensing for Ninja Turtles. Oh, ridiculous. And, and it, it's just too many right now. <laughs> yeah, it's too many, and they got a new movie coming out, so now you're going to have all the tie-in stuff with that, and you know who knows where that's going to come from. And it's 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 interesting, and I, I, I didn't even check, man. I'm like Slack, and I was going through some of the stuff that we were going to talk about, and let me just dig and see if you threw it in there about uh okay good you did throw it in all right i know you we're going to talk later about the hasbro star wars stream for the but are you also going to talk about the stuff that was released afterwards about the feedback they got are we going to talk a little bit about that we're going to get into all of that because okay. and, uh, and, again and, hasbro and star wars i don't want to say drop the no. ball but you know <laughs> well and i only bring it up i don't want to talk about it now we'll save it but i, I only bring it up because that's kind of where i'm at with this like I, I, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm at the point now where it's like, I got, I have no room, plenty of stuff. I need to kind of, you know, start putting some money away for the stuff and budgeting again. And it's like, I, I need a break. So the Ninja Turtles stuff, there's just no rest. Um, there you go. 
That was, was weird. Just, that was just the X-Men theme kicking up. So someone <laughs> for, you watching the background or for some reason my phone just randomly played the X-Men theme song, which is my ringtone. Um, even though I have it on silent, so that was interesting. That was fantastic. So um, I apologize for that. <laughs> no, that was fantastic. We'll probably get, you know, taken down for copyright, but it's okay. Um, that's that's why I got rid of it quick. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. But Disney um, monitors all. Absolutely, man. They don't play with that stuff. But yeah, so we'll, we'll get into it later, but it is it does apply to this like uh, I'm I'm really at this point would be all about just anticipating stuff than rather than getting um, with these early releases. So yeah, from that standpoint, man, I've been busy doing that stuff. Uh, more getting ready to bring it in, you know, as I say that I'm, I'm handling, uh, I just part of the DC stuff with the news when they announced they're, they're doing an authority, the authority. Um, and I'm like, well, that could be Wildcats is coming into the universe. So I, I had, yep. finally, I finally bit man and got my grifter figure and he's fantastic. <laughs> you got to get it Grifter. now before it goes up in price. Oh, but I love grifter. Like he's one of my favorite DC characters. So I know, you know, it's authority. It's not Wildcats, but if they're doing that, it's got to exist. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, we're going to get Midnighter. And it, it, believe me, once they drop a uh, McFarlane Midnighter, I'm grabbing that one. But um, still waiting. But, yeah, so a uh, lot of news. But, yeah, I'm paring down. But it's uh, drips and drabs, man. That's that's going to be my new philosophy. This completion of stuff is, is over. Yeah, that's a smart way to look at it. And, you know, I'm kind of the same way. I'm kind of dumping a lot of stuff. And See, I did the opposite of what you said. I, I listed a ton of stuff on eBay, and then I literally had to waste an hour and a half of my life boxing everything up, loading it into my truck, taking it to the post office. It, it, it's like you said, it's exhausting. <laughs> so it's awful. So so let me share. So I did that the first week. So, I, so don't feel bad because I did the same thing the first week, man, and it was like brutal. And I was like, all right, I'm, I'm listening. But now, the one thing you can do, um, is you could, and I'm assuming you could do it by you, but I've gotten to the point now where I'm tired of going to the post office. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a couple bigger things I had, I had no choice. I had to do FedEx, I had to do UPS, but, uh, they, you can just go on the app and have them come pick it up at your house and it's free. That's not, that's not a bad idea. And I just, I, you know, I, I do it. Leave, as long as you, you know you don't have anyone like ripping stuff off your porch, I just leave it on the porch. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm good. <laughs> I, I put in my order, what they're picking up. And in the afternoon, I get confirmation it's picked up, and then that's it. And uh, I don't have to dabble in that. Because I was like you, man. I was rushing, scrambling. You know, I'd be working. And as soon as work's over, like, I don't run to the post office. I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah, and so, every post office now closes extremely early. Yeah, man. So you're <laughs> scrambling nonstop, and it's 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 a lot. So, yeah, man, that's what I've been I've been doing, and uh, it's worked. And especially now, I, I, I've slowed it down. I'm going to list a bunch of stuff. I think – I've been doing my listing now on the weekends, so I'm only packing up on the weekends. I can't pack up mm-hmm. during the week anymore. In fact, I may not list anything this week and just wait till next Saturday or Sunday. Uh, but yeah, man, it's uh, paring down is the way to go because, like you said, you run out of room or you just have stuff that it's costing you money just to maintain. Like when you got stuff in storage. Uh, that's like, what I'm going through. <laughs> yeah, and it's like what, what – you know, and, and you really sit and look at it, you know – I'm not saying that, that they're all kind of regret buys, but some of them are. You're looking at, like, when did I get this? Like, there's stuff I pulled out the other day. Like, I don't remember buying this. And well, well so- it's funny. I, I, had, I had sent you that picture, uh, like, last week of me going through a bin that was in my storage unit and just the, the doubles of Star Wars Black Series figures because oh, yeah. I used to buy whole, whole cases. So I'm sitting there with two Moff Gideons, two Quill from The Mandalorian, two Grief Cargos. Like, what am I doing with these? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I mean, it's, it's you know, what are you going to do, you know, 30, 40 years from now, you're sitting there on your rocking chair, staring out to the abyss, you know, playing with your client figure? I mean, I, I, I don't... <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, 
And, and if that is the existence, that's not the one you want to shape for yourself. So now I'm with you, man. Like, and that's the one thing where, and I know we're going to get into it. Um, you know, you're, I would love Marvel and DC, but, but when it comes down to it, you know, it, it's, it's like, you know, I, I, I'm a DC guy at heart. And so some of the characters they're releasing now with the McFarlane figures, I'm really getting into because they're starting to go where, and some of the Marvel legends, it's, it's deep cuts. And I feel awesome for, for fellow Marvel collectors. But to me, it's like, I've got my core ones. I'm good to go. Um, but it's, uh, so that's really kind of separated. I've already told you about, you know, Star Wars. We'll get more into that. But uh, yeah, man, I've pared down significantly. Um, and, I, and I hope to more. Um, I'm going to have to make some hard decisions this weekend. Uh, so we'll see, man. But it's, uh, it's crazy, though. Like, the, it's just the stuff going, we talk about just on clearance and going. And it's, you know, I'll wait till it autocorrects. And, it, it, you know, um, but I really can't pay full price for this stuff anymore. You know, really yeah, can't. It's, it's not worth bad. it. <laughs> no, it's not. Like, look, I'm collecting G.I. Joe. Like, I have all the classified, right? But I can't pay full price anymore. Not when, when I'm out there paying full price and, you know, two months later, you know, I can get each figure for 10 bucks off. You know, it's... Yeah, exactly. It's I mean, you're, you're saving yeah. almost 100 bucks a wave, you right. know, depending on how big of the wave it is. And it's not even challenging. Like, it's not even like, oh, act fast. No, 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 no. It's, it's just readily available. Um, no, it, it, it's, it's like playing the waiting game of, like, how deep of a discount do I want? Like, am I comfortable with right. $10 off or do I want to wait for 15 <laughs> Right, right. You're absolutely right. So it's not even, like, something where... I have to spring upon or whatever. It's like I'm saying, I'm 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 holding. I'm still. I, I love this thing. I I got this Grifter figure, dude. I got it for nine bucks, um, and it's fantastic. So I'm like, you know, this is. I'm all about it. I'm getting a figure that's that I'm into. Great figure, and I'm getting at it like you know a quarter of what it's it's going for. I, I'm done paying full price for stuff unless it's an exclusive or like a one off or something like that. I'm done. I'm just, you know, the the days of me pre ordering stuff that's going to be at retail are, are over. Um, and, and, uh, so that's kind of my new mantra here. Yeah. And, and like you said, we're going to talk about all this later, but we kind of have stuff that's going to tie into the, the way toys are released and how it's going to look going forward. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But we tease it at the top of the show. Let's get into this, uh, movie and TV news. Like we said, most of it's going to be DC heavy. So if you want to skip this, you know, you don't want to listen to us ramble about DC for a long time. <laughs> just, just bear with us. <laughs> yeah, bear with us. Um, there's definitely be some rambling because I got a lot to say. So definitely. Yeah, we'll we'll, tr- we'll try to stay positive. <clears throat> oh, I'm, so so I'm gonna I I I I will probably surprise folks and 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 probably be very very positive for for once. So I'm actually very <laughs> excited. All right. So, so look, let's let's kind of run down this list one by one, and we'll kind of get into them. But like we said, DC announced their whole slate with James Gunn at the head. Um, eight to ten years, movies, TVs, animated projects, uh, video games, all going to tie in together. All going to be a cohesive universe, kind of kind of in the way the Mar- that Marvel does. But they're also adding video games in there, which I think is an interesting choice because you know how many people are going to play a tie-in Superman video game, especially if it sets up like a movie number two. But but we'll see how that goes when we get there (laughs) right right absolutely so first thing on the list which i don't think was a surprise to anybody the batman part two was announced it's titled batman part two no subtitle and it's releasing october 3rd 2025 a little far out i was kind of hoping for a 2024 release but if it takes time for them to make another good movie i'm all on for it yeah and and that would mean what it's got to either start filming at the end of this year or at the start of next year to be ready for that 2025 october 3rd date 
Yeah, m- most likely, like you said, probably maybe late this year, November, December, or early next year. Yeah, and you remember the first one because they were filming, you know, right during the pandemic, and then the pandemic hit, and they had to stop, and there were delays for COVID reasons and and stuff. So that that movie, you had almost, you know, three years of anticipation build up from when they showed the first trailer. It was almost two years later. Yeah, and the, and the good thing with this is we know we're getting the Penguin uh, spinoff show, which is going to tie into the universe. So we're going to have content from that that Batman universe that Matt Reeves created. So it's not just going to be this this huge lull of the Batman. So you're going to get stuff that ties in. Right, absolutely. So we'll, we'll, I, I can, you know, we got other stuff coming on the line. I, I can live with it. Yeah, exactly. So next <clears throat> announcement, which is probably the biggest one overall, Superman Legacy reboot of the Superman movies. Coming July eleventh, twenty twenty five. Yes. What are your thoughts on this? I, I I can't wait. I think they're going to get it right, and I think they're going to get it right because I know there were some specific, and we'll talk as we go through it. There's some specific um, films here that were taken directly from from the comic, like you know, lifted directly. Yeah. Um, they're saying the tone from inspiration, not necessarily story for this one was the the all-star superman um and if they hit that tone with the movie i mean it it's i'm gonna be weeping and bawling in the theater so (laughs) yeah it's i i i am i am beyond excited um like i said i'm hoping for the tone and you know story beats i'm all about pulling from there um and, and we'll see what happens going forward i think it's so the one thing, and, and this is, you know, I know nothing yet, but but I'm hoping they're coming up with that legacy name because of the importance of the character to the brand and to comics overall. I'm hoping this isn't a one and done uh, with Superman for a while, then we just talked about Superman family for a couple of years. You know, not that they wouldn't, pre- they, I mean, they say I, it's I, a priority. I, I, That's the only thing that makes me... The legacy part and knowing how that all-star Superman kind of comes together and ends, a little hesitant. I don't I, I'm, I don't want another, you know, here's Superman, now he's gone again story. Um, but other it would than seem, that, it it would seem like a moment. weird choice yeah. if they did that, especially because like everything they've said, everything James Gunn's put on Twitter, talking about how much, how important Superman is to DC and how they want to get him back as the focal point. Um, it would seem like a weird choice to me if they just kind of, here's your movie, and then the next time you see him is in uh, maybe a Justice League movie five years later. <laughs> right, right. So I, I don't I don't anticipate that that's where it's going to go. Um, especially, especially because they said they're casting a younger Superman. It's not going to be when he's first becoming Superman, but it's going to be a younger Superman. You're probably looking at somebody in their 20s, maybe early 30s. So it seems like they're going to want somebody that they can use for at least 10 years to play Superman. Right. And, and so that's my hope. So I am, I am excited. Um, I am, uh, I'm, I'm beyond elated just because knowing that James Gunn is writing this and knowing that he is steeped in the, um, in Superman and in the comic world and in that world, I, they're going to get this right. They're going to get this right. And, and, and the problem, um, Look, I don't even want to go down this darn rabbit hole. I, I don't want to do it, but I have to. <laughs> I, I love Henry Cavill as Superman. I do. Okay? But he wasn't the only person to play Superman. 
okay? There's been a lot of different iterations of Superman. I was not the biggest fan of what Zack Snyder did with Superman. And I love Man of Steel. Don't get me wrong. Um, we could talk about the Zod part for where I love Man of Steel. It's just a movie and, and watching it. And part of it's because of my love for, for Superman and that character because there were elements there. But there were choices that everyone else, you know, it's been brought up. So I, I have some issues. I don't like overall. It didn't feel some of the stuff in the Superman world, what they did. Uh, what they did with like Jimmy Olsen, I was like, no, I, I didn't. Yeah, um, uh, wasn't a fan. Amy Adams, fantastic actress. I didn't see her as Lois Lane. I never felt that that uh, you know. Um, so so there were holes, and I'm not here to dump on the Snyderverse, whatever, because I'm not, because I enjoyed it and I enjoy those movies, and I you know, but t- t- this whole thing of like, oh, it can't be right. It's already been done. Why are we changing? Why are we recasting? Like like just stop. Like stop! Like it's it's it's. Uh, it's but but this is like, this is everything, right? You know, this is you get into the conversations with Star Wars, where like, should we recast Leia? Should we, you know, cast Sebastian Stan as a young Luke? No, no, no! You can't do it! You can't do it! Same thing with Batman, over and over and over. You know, Ben Affleck got hate for the casting. Pattinson got hate for the casting, and those are two probably the best Batman iterations we've ever gotten. Right? They're never going to stop recasting these roles. People need to get over it, honestly. <laughs> right? No, I mean it's it's just is it is these roles are iconic are going to be recast um and especially this one like i'm sorry like no offense to henry cavill he wasn't the most iconic superman he wasn't christopher reeve i'm sorry is hands down is the most iconic superman okay (laughs) and 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 his clark kent is absolutely perfect um it's it's so i i don't you know i i i am i am psyched because i think if, if, if what they're saying, and I, I have to believe it is because of the brand kind of depends on it, they need to get this right. I think they will get this right. I think they know what needs to happen in order for this to get right. Um, and so I'm, I'm real excited to see where this goes. So I, I can't wait. Um, as you said, with the Batman 2 being 2025, uh, I'm almost like, God, July 2025 is a long way away. I don't know if I can make it there, but... Um, yeah, it's uh, that's the we, only we downside. we have to because 2020, 2025 right now has the Fantastic Four, Secret Wars, the Batman Two, and Superman Legacy. Yeah, and, talk, and talk that, about a year for film. <laughs> right, and that and that's the thing. It's it's the downside is the, is the is how far away. But other than that, I, I can't wait. And I just you know I'm I'm excited to to see um, where they go. Um, I one thing, and it's a kind of overall thing. We're gonna go into more stuff, but the one thing that they did say. Um, and James Gunn said this, so I think it put a lot of things to rest, is that each director, whoever takes over, because all these characters and these worlds are different, um, even though they'll be interconnected, whoever's directing their film is going to have that autonomy to make it their feel and their their world, um, mm-hmm. which I think is important because, because we are, and I don't mean to go in another universe, but I'll give you an example. When <clears throat> we, we saw... Um, we, we talked about, I don't know, go through it, but, but Thor Love and Thunder, how the tone just kind of got off track and stuff. And that's yeah. kind of like, you know, Taika Waititi, who, who, who did a great job, I believe, on, on Ragnarok and, and, you know, is a, a talented director and everything, but just kind of went off the rails. I think there's some fear that, hey, if James Gunn's writing this or if James Gunn's going to direct this, it's going to be in the vein of Guardians or Peacemaker or, you know, one of his other films, you know, I, but I don't, 
but but he said that it's going to be respectful to the characters in the world whoever directs it tonally they're going to they're going to stay within that so i don't think and like you said he, he hasn't said he's going to direct it yet he's writing it who knows who directs it i, I would i would say he's going to direct the movie if, yeah. I, if i was betting on it i'd say 70 30 that he directs it i would say he'd have to only because if he's in charge of this and this is so important uh, you're going to want to get it right. You know what I'm saying? And if it does yeah, fail, and, and you're, you're, you're going to want to be the one to be like, look, at least I got my shot. And it, you know, exactly. Like no th this is the first movie. This is the first movie in the DC rebrand. And everybody knows James Gunn is going to be in charge of this. So it would just make sense from like a marketing perspective that you would want his name attached to the first movie that you're trying to push out. Right. Because, you know, it would, it would be a shame if he goes out, writes a script, and whatever doesn't hit, and it's like, oh, well, maybe I could have directed them. You know, I, I don't see the importance behind this film um, and everything. And so <clears throat> I know some people were like, oh, well, if he does direct it, it's just going to make it a joke. And it, I, I don't see that at all. I think totally, like I said, they're looking at the Morrison stuff um, for the source material. And if they get that tone and that feel, it's going to feel like Superman and it's going to be authentic. So I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm curious to see, you know, obviously all the casting, what kind of, you know, where they go with it. But I, I think right now that's a good way to start it. And I do think with James Gunn in control, I think it's in the right hands, Superman at least. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, next up we had Brave and the Bold, which is the reboot of the Batman movies in the official DC Universe. And this is going to be about Batman and his son, Damian Wayne. You're going to get some other characters from the Bat family in this movie, supposedly. So what are you thinking about this one? So, I, it's funny. I, when the character at times, uh, Damian Wayne, I wasn't the hugest fan. Like, just to drive me nuts. And then I remember reading, um, and I love that, that, that run, um, but the character just like, oh, it's like I want to punch him in his face. But that was kind of the point. Like, that <laughs> yeah, kind of that's, point. that's kind of his whole stick. That's like, his yeah. whole thing. And I remember reading Super Sons uh, during Rebirth. Yeah. Um, and that was fantastic. And that, yeah, that, that was a good run. And that got me to love the character for what it's worth and realize, like, it wasn't just, you know, when I first saw it, I'm like, oh, it's just we're going to just make Robin, you know, a you-know-what. And But <clears throat> I think from... I think it's a good choice because I think he is hands down, um, maybe not the most famous Robin, but the most interesting to tell the backstory of. And if you're yeah. not, and if you're not diving in right to, and it's been done in Titans and stuff with the Jason Todd and Red Hood story, and you know we can talk about how well they did it or not. That's a whole other story. Um, but I, this is the way to go because of the, like you said, the other characters it brings in. Um, because of the importance it talks about with, you know, with the Lazarus pit and it being Bruce Wayne's son and stuff, um, you, it, it's going to be a different twist because we haven't seen, we haven't seen that Robin yet. You know, we haven't seen that story. Um, and so I think it gives a lot to the character. Um, I think the most difficult thing for this movie to work and this is where I had a really hard time with the character in the comic, is this Robin is lethal. Um, oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, and James Gunn even said it in the, the press release. He's a, he's a little murder assassin. Right. <laughs> That's what he called him. <laughs> so. But he's also like 14 years old. So, yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so I guess what I'm saying is you, you're going to have to... And I'm not saying it can't be done. I mean, they could change stuff like that. But in the comics, he's like 14 years old, right? He's, he's young. 
but yeah. he is so one of the challenges is to cast find someone to cast that embodies a 14 year old psycho assassin that can go toe to toe with batman <laughs> do you know what i'm saying so when i say when it you say loud, it it sounds insane <laughs> right and so you want it to be believable but yeah this guy can provide a threat or you know actually worries you know bruce wayne and what happened to his son well because um, if, if if you change it up and try to make it easier for the film right and you change him let's say he's 18 it, it doesn't work it doesn't. The whole thing is that he's a kid. Like you said, he's supposed to be, at, you could say, 12 to 14 years old at the max. Like, right. you know, he's, some iterations, he's, he's like 10. <laughs> right. He's a kid who's just been basically, that's just his whole life to train. Now, look, in, in real life, do these do these children exist? Yeah. I mean, there's videos overseas of these kids, yeah. you know, being trained. So that's the kind of look. So that's the kind of dark angle. So I'm, like, really kind of excited for this, that you're going to get Batman fairly early, but it's not going to be, oh, Batman. Because we... That that'll that'll let that you know the focus on Batman be in the the Matt Reeves film for now. But you'll get your DC Batman introduced. But at the same point, you're going to start getting the Bat Family, which I think is a smart way to do it um, and starting to introduce these characters. But also have that core story of Damian uh, Wayne and, and Bruce and kind of you know what it means to be a father and, and that this kid is your blood and he's your son. But he's a you know little sob assassin, and and it's you know that that that's trying to kill you. So it's uh, I think it'll be quite an interesting take. Like I said, my biggest concern is they got to get it right to get believable that a fourteen year old go toe to toe with Batman. Well, I also think it's an interesting choice too because they've always they've said recently they want to go younger, especially with Superman and stuff. Like in this type of movie, you're gonna have to cast a Batman who's not old, but older you know you're probably yeah. looking somebody in their mid-30s you would assume you know probably 34 35 at this point is where batman is i the story doesn't really work if batman's 25 years old <laughs> right well and and the thing is so you're talking and that's the other reason why i think they have to keep his age around 14 years old is because you don't want a antiquated you know batman going toe-to-toe um yeah. And but you know you also depends on how much of the background with Ra's al Ghul, um, do they dip a little bit into the Nolan verse of you know having the the training come from that? So maybe he meets Talia early and the child exists for a while and we don't know. You know what I'm saying? So maybe he does. Yeah, he has the child. So they could throw a lot of stuff in there out there. I just think that. I'm with you, and and I don't think it's a bad thing having Batman a few years older than Superman. Like I, no. I don't think that. Even, oh, actually, Superman's older; he's just traveling in space. But you know what I'm saying. But casting wise, um, so I, I think that's doable. I, like I said, my biggest concern is how you're going to make that work with a 14 year old. Yeah, the the thing that worries me is like this movie's going to have a lot of story building to do. You know, they're going to have to cover all the history with Batman and the Bat family and everything that's going on there. And you're going to have to get into the different Robins that have previously come. And is, is you know, Dick Grayson Nightwing at this point? There, there's going to be a lot of story building and world building in this uh, in this movie. Right, right. And can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, sorry, I, I messed around my, my audio. Um, no, and, and that's the other thing, too. So not only you have Dick Grayson or if Dick Grayson's moved on, he's Nightwing. You're going to have the Titans already in the universe, which I'm all about. But there's no reason to go through that whole story. Just give me the Titans already in, in live action, um, the movies. Um, so, yeah, yeah, there's a lot there. I just think it's an interesting choice from a character perspective um, and to get the right, the casting to make it believable. 
Yeah, well, so we'll see. I'm excited for that one. Yeah. Next one is Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, which is based off of a very, very recent comic book run. I believe it was last year, right? It was when this, this run came out? Uh, 2021, yes. So Okay, so two years ago at this point. But mm-hmm. it's interesting that they're pulling from that recent of a run. And I find it interesting that they're doing a Supergirl movie when they're also doing a Superman movie. So I'm curious to see how they make these two not feel like the same character, right? Because that's always kind of been the issue with Supergirl. She's always been a, a superman light kind of character. So I'm curious to see their spin on this. And is it the same actress from The Flash? We don't know yet, but we'll see how that plays out. Absolutely. And 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 this is going to be good because I have thoughts, and I will share them momentarily. We just got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back talking about yes. DC and their entire slate after a small, small problem, small technical problem. Small, <laughs> small glitch. Yeah, a little, little power glitch, but we're back. Yeah, so, so look, we were talking about Supergirl when we left uh-huh. off. Uh, what are your thoughts on this movie? So have you read the, the, the uh, Woman of Tomorrow run by Tom King? I haven't read it. All right. So, and, and this was one of them that it looks like <clears throat> they were really trying to base uh, the film on the comic and then on the run. Um, and I will say this. If they do that, if they do that, it will completely put at ease and stand apart from Superman. What were you were saying about how they're too similar and too much different character? If mm-hmm. they if they play uh, Kara like in this comic, um, and they kind of do it beat for beat and tonally, it's 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 a great story. It it's um, it's a totally different story. It's still Supergirl. But it's like Supergirl after a bender. So, it, <laughs> you know, she's cursing. She's got headaches. She gets depowered at certain times. Um, and if they, if they, the story is unbelievable. It's an eight-part series. I loved it. I know people had some questions on the ending because I think some people misunderstood the ending. Um, but if they adapted this run and they kind of kept to the source material, it's going to be tremendous. It, it will absolutely be tremendous, and then okay, it, well that, yeah. that that's that's exciting. Yeah, um, and and I like I said, s- I haven't had a chance to read it. I'm I'm gonna have to read it now just to yeah. kind of get familiar with what they're trying to do. Yeah, it's not a it's not a long read. Like I said, it's only eight issues, but it tells a complete story, and it's almost like God. I don't you know, and and, and I won't spoil, but uh, just spoiling the part because I think she I think the two the other character. Um, that she interacts with, um, it, not Miles, terrible names, but, um, they meet, I think she encounters her the first time in a pub, um, <laughs> after uh, Supergirl's kind of running away from, you know, it's her birthday, she just needs to get away because there's stuff going on, on earth, what have you, but, um, it's almost like, you know, she's a fish out of water tail, and mm-hmm. she's not even really the main character in the book, um, even though she's in it just as much. And it's you know it's her it's her story, but it's there's a, another character which after once again would have to cast it if they keep the story source material younger actress to go with her. And it's basically just on a mission of revenge. And the whole story is um, it's about you know power. It's about revenge. It's about forgiveness it's about 
what does kindness mean? What is right? What is wrong? So there's a, there's a lot of stuff in there. And they use the character of Supergirl as kind of the template, as the stand-in for, you know, those things of kindness and, and right. But also, because she's not on Earth and having the pressure to be, you know, Supergirl, she had a different upbringing, you know, which James Gunn was sure to point out on there than, than Clark yeah. Kent. You know, she did 14 years uh, with in um, uh, Kandor City. Um, and so she's seen a lot of crap. Um, you know, she's seen people die. She's seen the genocide. So she's got a dark side to her. And because she's not on earth having to portray this, you know, image, by no means is she coming out and being, you know, like a bad girl. Or this isn't like, think Superman 3 when he's fighting himself in the bar, and you get two different <laughs> versions, which is classic. And I love uh, when he's fighting Superman versus Clark Kent. But yep. it is her just letting her guard down a little bit. And like I said, I hope they keep it that way because she'll have quite a potty mouth. And uh, um, it's, uh, yeah, she does curse quite a lot in the book. And, um, you know, it's kind of her unplugged. And so it's a totally different take. And I hope they stick to it. And if they do, uh, it it will totally, it will be one of those one-off stories where it's it's an interesting way to kind of introduce the character, I think, in the DCU. Yeah, that, that sounds really cool, and I think it's important to point out that they did say that it's gonna, the DC slate is going to be a mix of PG-13 and rated R uh, projects, whether that's TV or whether that's movies. So this kind of seems like, you know, with what you're saying, this might l be one that leans a little bit into the R territory? I, I think so. I mean, they could do a PG-13. It is a... Um, they'll have to tone some stuff. And it's not, believe me, it's not overly gratuitous like something like, you know... Um, some of these other comics that that have been adapted, but um, yeah, it's it's gonna be very you know uh, risque PG thirteen or possibly too. But I I think you do a PG thirteen, you just have to uh, really lean into it. But it is definitely more on the it is a surprising interpretation of Supergirl, but yet it feels just like Supergirl. It just feels like because she's no longer on Earth, she's no longer in the shadow of Superman. And you kind of get to see her by herself as a character, not like, you know, super, you know, person 1A, which I think is 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 good. And so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one actually a lot because I really love that that run. Yeah, you talking about this has made me more excited for this project because I was a little it's skeptical different. at first. <laughs> totally going to it is it is it is completely different. It is a like I said, it is a it is a story about uh revenge and um and family and supergirl just happens to be in it uh, uh you know and um but it's uh and i don't mean that to minimize because she's a big part it's it's the whole she's the the mirror on all this but it's it's not your traditional just you know superhero story awesome looking forward to it so next we have you brought it up earlier, the Authority, which is Wildstorm characters coming into the DCU, kind of a you know a hero team that does things their own way. <laughs> yes, and so this is going to be interesting um, how they go about this. I I don't even know too much about you know like we said we don't know the the direction they're going to go. We don't know um, where. Um, you know, who's going to direct it or who's been cast. But the fact that, 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 that they're going to have a live action Midnighter, uh, um, I, I can't wait. I can't. Yeah. Wait. It, it, it's, got, it's, it's an interesting choice. It's kind of out of left field. 
but it kind of makes sense for what James Gunn does, right? Like, it just seems like, oh, of course he would pick this. <laughs> right. Well, and, and I'll tell you what, man. I'm going to tell you what. This is um, the best way I can put it um, is it is a less um, – and I'm just double-checking before I misspeak here and then we get blown up here on the uh, – um, <laughs> you know, on the interwebs here. Uh, but yeah, I'm trying to just check my, my math here. So I'm trying to, so think of it and you know what? Hold on one second. And I'm going to, I'm going to put something together here for a second. All right. Here's the thing, man. Okay. This is, this is coming out of, of Wildstorm, right? Yeah. So, um, I'm gonna get you a year right. Give me a second. I don't. I don't want to get the year wrong. Because it's so, funny. Like they they announced this. I'm not even really that familiar with these characters. Yeah. No, so like it's it's very deep cut. <laughs> so I'm more familiar with Wildcats because I didn't go straight into um um into the Authority when it first came through. I, I read Wildcats for a little bit. I did watch the cartoon. Um, the animated series, sorry, I won't call it cartoon, don't want to get beat up here. But one of the things <laughs> I'm trying to see here is, is is before DC, see, I'm trying to think. So, Wildstorm, I know this is great. This is riveting podcasting when I'm looking stuff up. If, if you tuned in to it's listen to us type on computers, you've got I'm what you I'm going to make a point here. Okay, so my <laughs> point is, my point is this, okay? Think, think the boys less um less ridiculous okay um like less out there less but from the from <clears throat> in the boys when you've got um you know the seven and 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 that type of thing like take you know take homelander out of it of just being you know a sociopath but think of uh heroes almost like like Maeve where they're going to do what they have to do um and it's it's that's what it is now what's funny and, and this is why I paused so I, I had to point to it so the boys actually volume one of the boys was published by Wildstorm and so what I was trying to see is that was 2006 the first six issues Wildstorm uh and then DC Comics kind of um this is after they already bought it, so DC kind of shut the boys down. Um, but the Authority spun out in 1999. But it reminds me of that characters with, that, that that basically will do anything to get the job done. Because if you know anything about some of these characters, and just just Midnighter himself, um, mm -hmm. that dude will do anything. <laughs> um, and so, like, it just think, you know, Batman without a code. But yet he's you know he's still a superhero. So yeah, th um, this kind of seems to this kind of seems to fall in line with what uh with what James Gunn did with Peacemaker, where it's yes. like he's kind of a good guy, but he doesn't mind killing the bad guy. Well, and that's the thing. So because we're like, oh, it's almost like Suicide Squad. Yeah, Suicide Squad was about villains trying to do good. These are about superheroes that any means necessary to do what they got to do. Very much like the boys. If the boys were had had a more uh calm restrained leader than homelander 
that yes, we're, we're gonna we're gonna have to you know do some sketchy things or get stuff done, but you know, and not gonna all the sick stuff that goes with it. That's pretty much like the authority from the point of there is some dark stuff and some lines they cross, but in the end, they're they're not on the side of evil, uh, and they're not um, and they're not the Suicide Squad. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. um, yeah, but so. It'll be interesting. Like I said, I was more familiar with Wildcats. I read the first uh, Warren Ellis and Brian Hitch run afterwards, and that's kind of what they are saying it's going to be inspired inspired by. So we will we will see. Um, but they had, you know, there, there's a couple different runs. But it's um, listen, I, the fact <laughs> the fact we're just getting midnight, or you got me sold. Like I, I can't wait. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see where they fit in in the, the grand scheme of the, whatever the, the DCU is what they're calling it, um, where, like, these characters get to interact with Superman, Batman, you know, people who are kind of, you know, on the, 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 the absolute side of right, no killing, things like that, so. Right, and, and, and that's kind of where, um, you know, that's kind of where it's going to fall, um, and yes, there'll be parallels with, you know, one of the things we'll be talking about coming up, and I don't know where it is on the sheet, but is that, and, and, you know, it's down a little bit. We'll get there. But we talk about the Waller TV show. Uh, you know, it, this is definitely it's something where she went, but she's a little bit more, um, you know, you know what? Think about like that mentality of an Amanda Waller, but that type of team where technically they, they're, you know, funded by the good guy. There are the heroes, but they're going to do whatever they got to do to get it done. Not necessarily villains doing it, but it's, 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 it's in that tone of like Suicide Squad, something like that. Yeah, this sounds this sounds like it could be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, last movie on the list was Swamp Thing, which I think is a good choice if you want to kind of set up Justice League Dark maybe at some point and kind of dig into that universe. Um, I was a fan of the uh, DC streaming service Swamp Thing show. I thought they did a good job with that. Oh, it was great. Yeah. And uh, James Mangold has teased his involvement in Swamp Thing. So maybe he's directing. I mean, you know, he did Logan. That movie's unbelievable. So uh, this project seems pretty exciting. Yeah, and, and I think they'll go full horror just very much like the TV show did too as well. And I think that TV show is so underrated if you have not seen it. It really was. Oh, so good. And that was one of those that finished. And I'm like, what do you mean you're not getting a second season? Because I Yeah, I, it was so weird. Like, really? every review kind of loved it. And then it's like, okay, Titans is getting season two or three. Doom Patrol's continuing. Uh, we're done with Swamp Thing. Right. And, and I'm someone, that, you know, I enjoy Titans. Uh, I have later seasons i had more problems with it through some of the story changes really love doom patrol i think that that was another show that went under the radar that was just fantastic completely out there but i'm with you I, the, the swamp thing it's like was, was tremendous um and and uh so yeah i'm excited for the movie um but it was almost a weird one too because i'm like well i don't you know this other thing exists which could hold me over if i'm a swamp thing fan but um yeah, if they lean into the horror, heck, if they have James Mangold involved, look, and if they, they follow the Alan Moore run, which, you know, he won't like it because he doesn't like any of the adaptations. He doesn't like anything. <laughs> no, and, and I'm not, I love Alan Moore, just he doesn't like the stuff adapted, but it, it's something like James Mangold goes behind it and they really lean into it um, and and they follow that run. It'll be tremendous. It'll be tremendous. And uh, But yeah, it's uh, I thought they did a great job with that series. I really thought they nailed it that series and uh if they can just do more of that and and do live action and and tease justice league dark like you're saying yeah i mean i think more of that please uh it's uh another type of outside kind of fringe character um <clears throat> not as fringe as the authority but uh yeah man i'm, I'm looking forward to that 
Yeah, and again, when you sit down and just think about James Gunn's history in film, Swamp Thing fits perfectly in there. Like, mm-hmm. it's with the horror background, now with the superhero aspect of it, and the world building. Again, just a, a perfect choice for what he's trying to do. And like you said, if James Mangold's involved, sign me up. <laughs> right, and, and, you know, James Gunn coming from that, that the trauma films and that background with, you know, Toxic Avenger. You know, so just lean into it. I just think that this is... This is this could be really cool, and then what it opens up could be you know even cooler, um, you know. And I, and the one thing I will say, um, I really hope that if they go this route, and they go down the Justice League dark route, I know there's a lot of talk of that sequel to Constantine. Please make that in Elseworlds. I, I don't want Keanu Reeves as my live action DCU Constantine. I think yeah. it's fine because I want I want it closer to what they did even. You know, in in the uh, in the Arrowverse with um, with Constantine was much closer to the actual character. Um, you got to recast it and give me a true John Constantine. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, that that's my only thing. And, and for God's sakes, can we get a Zartania in, in live action already? I mean, it keeps getting delayed. <laughs> so yeah, man, let it let it happen. I I would be all on board for that. All right, let's move over to the TV side. They announced a bunch of shows. Um, first one starting with Creature Commandos, which is going to be a seven-episode animated series, kind of a a monster version of the Suicide Squad. You know, it's monster-based prisoners that Amanda Waller has do missions for, and every single episode was written by James Gunn. Yes. So looking forward to it. Not going to lie, man. I, I know little to nothing about this. Uh, I'm right there with you. I, I don't know anything about this. So I'm not I'm not going to pretend, you know, like I've been waxing poetic about this other stuff, but I, I really don't. But what I do think is cool is they said for all these animated uh, shows that fall within the DCU, whoever does the voices for the characters may also come back and play them or will be playing them in live action. So once we get casting... Because I think this is one of the first things that will be shown even prior to Superman Legacy. We'll kind of know some other faces that will show up. Um, you know, and like I said, when I looked at the cast, uh, all right, Weasel, th- callback to Suicide Squad, pretty funny. Yeah. And, they, and then you have Rick, Flags, Rick Flag Sr., which I think is pretty cool. So I'm, I'm curious who they cast for him. Everyone else is I. <laughs> blank slate yep. to me so <laughs> a bunch of people i have no idea it's interesting with the casting too because normally when actors transition from like live action to animation or animation to live action usually the live action is cast first you know marvel did it kind of with what if where they got some of the characters the actors back to voice their characters in the what if show so it's interesting to see that they're kind of switching it and going animation first and then live action right and and you know make you wonder too because totally um this fits almost like those type of the you know uh, crazy groups. Does, does does this make a you know crossover in a in another show or at least one or two of these characters? So I'll be watching that casting pretty close. That's what I'm excited to see um, where they go with the casting there. Well, well, like you said, crossing over with other shows. Uh, the next show on the list is the perfect one. Uh, it's just called Waller. It's an Amanda Waller show starring Viola Davis, who's coming back from Suicide Squad and Peacemaker. Um, apparently, Team Peacemaker will be in it, the people from the show. And James Gunn specifically said that this show will set up kind of greater things in the DC universe. So I'm curious to see, you know, is she investigating something cosmic related? Is there a villain that's going to kind of be the overarching villain of whatever they're doing? So uh, this could be a cool show. 
Yeah, I, I think this was the most, and I'm not disappointed in, in the Waller show, don't get me wrong, but this was the most, the, the only real disappointment that I had with these announcements was this one, only because the caveat was Peacemaker, Peacemaker Season 2 is on hold. So that was, yeah. I was like, oh, that was my gut punch because how much I love the first show. But at the same point, uh, you know, let that show breathe. They're going to have characters in and out uh, from the show. And I agree with you. The character of Amanda Waller is huge in the DCU. So, this, yeah, she's got her hands in everything. <laughs> everything. So you have to build off of the show. And if they're using it to set up what the bigger threat or the coming of the bigger threat um, or the teasing of it, you know, and they said, I, I believe this show. And Creature Commandos, I think they said, are on schedule to be the first two things released prior to Superman. Yeah. So, you know, and, you know, things can change, whatever. But if that's the case, then, yeah, those little Easter eggs and those little teases will be dropped in the show. And, uh, you know, Viola Davis does a great job playing the character. So it's not it's not that I'm not looking forward to it. I am. Like I said, the only downside, I was like, oh, man, I got to wait for season two of Peacemaker. Uh, now, I know Peter Safran, in one of the articles I read, said, well, this will just be a bridge to Peacemaker season two. So he's very much on board to, to continuing that yeah, story. Yeah, I, I, I think Waller's going to play like a like a Peacemaker 1.5, kind mm -hmm. of. Like that in-between, you know, they probably had some of this stuff set up for Peacemaker 2 and then it kind of just probably spun off into its own show where they were like, hey, we can do a little bit more world building. So I, I could see it being something like that. And I'd be on board for it. I think I'm still scarred from the Book of Boba Fett. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You, you mean, you mean Mando 2.5? Yes, the bridge shows, the bridge shows. I'm kind of a little nervous, but yeah, man, I'm with you there. Um, but looking forward to it. Looking forward to it because I think that would probably, that may be coming out um, in late 2024, or early 2025. So I think they're already moving along with that pretty quick. So that that's a good sign. Well, they're, they're going to have to put out a couple of these shows in 2024 because they as of to. right now, we don't have any DC content in 2024. Nothing. Nothing. There, there's nothing but you know they have all the movies coming out this year uh, you got to put out at least one or two shows next year just to keep people you know interested and keep the brand you know out in the public so it's, something's going to come out next year well and you talked before about the video gaming and how that's going to be a part of it and i know they delayed justice league um for suicide squad so that's obviously not going to be a part of this because that was done prior but after that you know, there's no announcements to any DC games. And those game developments take a while, unless they have something in the works that they can rework to drop, to, to tie you over. But yeah, I'm thinking the same thing. They're going to have to put at least this show or, and, and the animated show out next year and, and something. I mean, they could they could tease something else, uh, whip something together. But yeah, uh, it, it's going to be a, a, a pretty long year to wait until we get, you know, officially part of this new DCU. Yeah, and it's it's look look the the wait is going to be worth it because in 2025 we're getting you know Superman, Batman two, and is is oh Joker's next year right? Joker's 2024. Yeah, I just I think Joker's 2024. So you'll have okay. That. So so you have the Joker to keep DC there, even though that's officially part of the Elseworlds stuff. So yeah. I, I guess they are releasing that. <laughs> yeah, so you'll have Joker, uh, and you'll have maybe Waller, and maybe you'll have Creature Commandos. So I mean. They'll figure something out. I mean, it. the other thing is this, too. Like, <clears throat> too, I don't know. I haven't heard an update later where they are with the Penguin show. Maybe that drops next year. Um, yeah, that could be possible. Filming, you know, if they start filming this year, they can get it out by the mid to end of next year. Um, so there'll be content out there. Uh, but yeah, it's, you know, waiting for Superman, which is fine. You're going to need some hype leading up to Superman, but you're going to need some breadcrumbs drop before we get there. 
Yeah, and look, I'm sure San Diego Comic-Con, you know, they're going to give you maybe a casting or something to kind of build that hype. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know if they'll announce Superman this year at San Diego Comic-Con, you know, who's cast, but anything's possible at this point. Anything is possible. And speaking of something that I never thought I would see in my lifetime, they are making a Booster Gold television show. I can't wait. I'm it's so unbelievable. Like, like, what a time I'm to be so alive excited. if you're a comic book fan. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not even be, being hyperbolic when I say that. It's 100% true. <laughs> so I said at the beginning of this, it's, it's you know, we're both Marvel and DC fans. Uh, but, I, you know, at heart, I'm a DC fanboy. I have my, my love with Marvel, with the Hulk, with, with the X-Men and Wolverine and Spider-Man. Those are, you know, I, lo- I love those characters um, and those worlds. But my heart's always with DC. So when we start getting to more of these type of fringe type of characters – um, you know, you start talking about Booster Gold or Plastic Man. I, I get, I get giddy. So the fact we're getting a Booster Gold TV show, uh, I, it is, it is perfect. It is perfect and ready made for TV show, um, and a ready made character to be entertaining as, as all, uh, and and him dipping in and out of these worlds and where he fits because he basically, you know. Uh, can, can travel anywhere and do anything. So I think that it's 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 a great choice. He, I think James Gunn said they're close or they're talking. I think his comment was they're talking to someone about the Booster Gold TV show. So maybe this happens sooner than later. Um, but yeah, man, I, I can't wait. This is perfect. And whoever they cast, it, as long as they get the casting right, they'll nail the character because you can go anywhere with 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 this show. Yeah, and, and the the online armies are calling for Chris Pratt. And look, uh, do I think Chris Pratt would be perfect? Absolutely. Yeah. Do I think there's probably a hundred other actors that can pull this off? Absolutely. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if James Gunn wants to waste his guardians on like big characters like this, or kind of just pop them in and you know put them in little roles. But uh, we'll see where they start to pop up because you know it's going to happen. Yeah, and and it's it's one of those things like we said that like I feel his Star Lord is more Booster Gold than Star Lord from the comp. You know, it's just it, it would be a perfect fit. Um, but yeah, they could definitely recap. There, there's there's a lot of actors that could see the play this um, over overconfident, over the top type you know role, but still have to be charming because you you know. But he, he's such an idiot. But you love Booster. Like he's just such an idiot. But you just love watching him go. He's almost. He's got that that same effect as a reader that um, you know Guy Gardner has, where he's just such yeah. an idiot. Now Guy Gardner's more of a meathead, but he's just such an idiot. But you have to root for the idiot, um, and so you know it's one of those things where he's an idiot and he screws things up. But at the end of the day, um, he, he, he'll get the job done, but never get it you know done cleanly. Or or get it done without something ridiculous, you know, getting in its way. But um, and, and that's and that's why I don't want to see Chris Pratt as Booster Gold. Like yeah. it, it's too similar to Star Lord. Yes. Like you know, we got we got him as Star Lord for the past you know whatever ten twelve years, whatever it's going to be when he's done, and then he's going to jump into Booster Gold for another decade, which is basically the same character. Right. Let, let the guy switch it up, you know. <laughs> yeah, and and that's the thing. That's why I don't see it happening. I think it's a very easy natural fit. But like I said, there's other actors out there um, that can portray him. And, and who knows, because, you know, who knows, who knows who, who, who they're going to come up with or what age they're going to, they're going to make them, which part of his story they're going to, they're going to do. Um, because that's the other thing, like he can, you know, drop in and out at different points in time so that they may have some more flexibility with the age of casting him. 
And it's interesting that you said they're talking to somebody about <laughs> Booster Gold. Do, do you think there's any chance that they could cast this character and then maybe put him in like a Blue Beetle extra credit scene? Because obviously, as we know, the Blue Beetle movie's coming out, I think, later this year, somewhere like September, October. And obviously, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle heavily involved in the comics, even though, yes, it's, it's you know, Ted Kord, not Jaime Reyes. But yeah. it, it, it seems like something that is possible. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought about that. The Blue and Gold run is absolutely tremendous, uh, which is basically him just trying to do anything he can to bring back uh, Ted Kord and, and Blue. But it's uh, and just everything goes wrong. But I'm trying to see in the Blue Beetle movie, in the film, do they, like, are they even going to mention Ted Court? You know what I'm saying? So there hasn't been anything on the Yeah, casting, that's a good point. You know, um, they have not uh, put that out there yet. Um, but yeah, so it will be interesting uh, where they go with that. But um, I'm just trying to see here. It's uh, bah, 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 bah. the only person they have casted. Hold on one second. I, I'm telling you what is awesome with the typing today, but I, I want to be on point with this stuff. Um, <laughs> you know, it's great. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we could we could do this beforehand, but it wouldn't be as authentic. I, right. So I'm either going to look this stuff up, or I'm going to say something wrong, and I'm going to get I'm going to get screamed at because you're like, hey, you got it all wrong. Um, <laughs> So they did cast Susan Sarandon as Victoria Cord, which is Ted Cord's sister. So <laughs> the, the the linkage will be in there. She's a villain um, in the universe. But so I'm I'm wondering if it's they just haven't named it yet. They'll do a cameo or they'll do something, a throwback before uh, Jaime Reyes takes over as Blue Beetle. Um, so we'll see. But yeah, I could see that. I could see them pepper stuff in from now. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do. Uh, where they go with all this, you know, I know there were comments made on this slate, you know, Flash is going to do a reset and then you got Aquaman after that, um, Blue Beetle after that, or are they separate enough to keep those going, you know, uh, so, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Uh, let's jump into the next one, which is probably my most anticipated show that they announced lanterns. Yeah. Um, we're fine. Green Lantern is finally happening in some capacity. It's going to be Hal Jordan and John Stewart. Um, James Gunn, I believe the exact quote was it's true detective in space. Yes. So they're going to be investigating kind of a mystery and unraveling stuff. I'm excited for this. It's been too long without any Green Lantern content. So I'd love for them to get this out as fast as possible, but also I want it to be good. So I'm, I'm waiting patiently for this one. <laughs> yeah, I, this is probably my most anticipated um, of everything um, TV show-wise. Um, and I, I just hope they get it right. I know there was some pushback online. Well, you know, you're bringing them back to Earth. You're taking away the great space craziness and stuff. And I think you do that for a TV show. And, you know, you can have bits and pieces, but then you build towards the movie. Then you go crazy cosmic out there. I mean, you could have cosmic yeah. lantern show up in the show, come to Earth or, or you know, um, but you got to set the groundwork um, for this. And I don't, you know, I'm very interested to see where they go. When they said, here's what's, here's what's crazy. When they said it's going to be like true detective kind of what, I, I, it's interesting how they're going to tie both Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart together. Um, and they, it's going to be interesting to, you know, how this goes, you know, how this builds, because here's the thing. And I, and this has been chatter online too, of where they're, why they're reaching all over the place. 
because it was one of the comments James Gunn said was they're going to unlock a bigger mystery that's going to affect the rest of the DC universe. Mm-hmm. If they could somehow build this up and they end this chapter one with Blackest Night. Oh my, that would be incredible. Forget, that is the only <laughs> thing that's going to rival Avengers Endgame. So again, they, they need to bring everyone into it and you got zombies, like black, black rings and you start building that there and you start That would building. be unbelievable. And there. you know what's crazy? I didn't even think of that because the first thing that pops into my mind was they're obviously going to do like Crisis on Infinite Earths at some point. And mm-hmm. is that too kind of close to Secret Wars? But but Blackest Night would be incredible. Right. If they just started to uncover the different color rings and slowly build through that and then build it up. And, and, and that's why they're announcing all these characters from all over the universe, which you kind of have to if you're going to build up the Blackest Night because it affects every corner. And then, you know, <clears throat> the other thing you can do with that is let's say some of these movies or legacy characters, whatever you want to call them, or actors or performers that, that go away or in and out or where do they fit in the universe? You know, part of the whole thing is there's zombie versions of Superman and zombie yeah. from a different <laughs> zombie versions of Batman. And so, so um, yeah, man, they, that would be an all out, you know, crazy way to, to wrap it up because that, and, and that's how you lead into, then you go to your Green Lantern movie with the core and, and, and then you lead up to that. And that would be your all out crazy battle. Uh, one of the challenges I think they're going to have, and I think that's why this is smart TV show is building back up the Green Lantern brand because it is such a passionate fan base, but it has so been sidetracked um, since that Ryan Reynolds movie that it's unbelievable. That Green Lantern at one point, not so long ago, okay? Now, you know, I'm not, I'm not talking, you know, yeah, long ago, 15, 16, 17 years. But still, <laughs> they had five, you know how we complain about Batman now with all the comics? Oh, Green, Green Lantern was everywhere. And every book, it, you had Green Lantern, you had Green Lantern Corps, you had, you had there was a Red Lantern book, there was, you know, um, they had, uh, Kyle had his, I mean, they had, everything and every big event for like a couple of years in a row um was green lantern center and because yep. it was the guardians and it was um centered around the 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 green lantern core and and so to me you've it, you have all this great source material and all these great characters that the, the take your time build it don't rush it but if you build it right and lead to that, that is the that is something that could rival that because that will just be an all-out crazy battle that that has action and horror and you know um, surprises and shock. That's that's where you could go with this, and I I'm hoping they can incorporate some of that on a level where they just bring everything together because that's what those you know blackest night brightest day that's what they do you know they bring everything together yep. and it's 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 fantastic yeah now that you said that and you put that out there I, that's all i want so uh, james yeah. gunn if you're listening please take will's advice <laughs> yeah. like just build up just build up to it if that's the threat you know start, just god i mean a live action freaking necron with the black i mean the black lanterns and uh, it'd be unbelievable you you know what is is going to suck about that though? There's going to be an entire new wave of uh, Blackest Night figures that you're going to have to collect. <laughs> Listen, man, that, that, you know McFarlane. The live action version. The live action version. He's still got to finish the comic. I mean, I've got I've got my Black Lanterns here. I've got my my build a figure Atrocitus. You know, I need some more Red Lanterns. What I need, I know they finally made a, a Kyle and the Blue Lanterns costume now. But yeah, man, you, you bring them all. I still need my guy Gardner. <laughs> 
You know, Todd McFarlane, if you're listening, give me my guy Gardner McFarlane so I can have all my Earth Lanterns. Yeah, Todd McFarlane, if you're listening, please send us preview toys. We'll review them. We'll talk about them. We already sing the praises of your stuff. So absolutely. I I mean, I can't. I've been playing with Grifter this whole show, but uh, yeah, man, I want I want Kilowog and I want Guy Gardner, and then I'm I'm good to go with my my Green Lantern shelf. James Gunn, we also last week casted Dave Batista as Kilowog, so we're, we're doing your job for you. We're making right. it real easy. You'd be, you'd be a fantastic Kilowog. You'd be fantastic. Uh, speaking, speaking of Dave Batista, did you see what he said? Apparently somebody put out there on Twitter that he should play Lex Luthor and that now he wants to play Lex Luthor? Yes, he said he, he doesn't want Bane, he'd rather have Lex Luthor. We'll see. I mean, I saw I saw the new movie he did, Knock at the Cabin, the M. Night Shyamalan movie. I saw that this week. And he's really good in it. Like, it, it's probably one of his best acting jobs he's done so far. And he's getting better the more he goes on. So it, I think he could pull it off. I mean, I could see him pulling it off. I just, from from a physicality point, um, you know, the thing that's always made Luther so fearful is his mind and brain. But now, if you, yeah. have a, a, you know, a huge jack monster of a man, like... Because you're not going to find anybody to play Superman who's probably bigger than him. Right! That's the only thing. Like, you'd have to find a huge dude to play Superman and just make it look like he can intimidate. Because that's the whole thing. That's that's why Lex needs the power suit and the kryptonite and all that stuff. If he was like Dave Batista, he could just kick Superman's butt, you know, stand it up. So Let's know. get into the, the last TV show that was announced. And this one... I don't want to say it's a weird choice, but it kind of seemed out of nowhere, and that's Paradise Lost, which is set on Themyscira before the birth of Wonder Woman. It's kind of like the backstory of Themyscira, I guess. Okay, interesting choice. I don't see why this needs to happen unless it's going to set up the new Wonder Woman or whoever they're bringing in as Wonder Woman. So, all right, what what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'll watch it. I'm going to watch all this stuff, but um, I will say this, though. So I thought about it because I had the same reaction you did, man. I will say this, it is probably going to be the easiest adaptation of all of these. Because if you go back and watch that first Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman movie, those mm-hmm. scenes on, on, on uh, Themyscore, when they're they're just going through it all, that's like some of the best part of the movie. So they oh, can yeah. really just do a TV show on that world and, and what happened, where how do they get rid of the men, and, and all the backstory that, that they talk about. So I could definitely see it. Um, <clears throat> I could definitely see how it builds uh but yeah as far as how it fits in to a deeper universe or anything it's a little little surprising of of a thought but you know they got a plan that's listen what have we been asking for for months since we've been doing this just give structure thought of light at the end of the tunnel some kind of plan like (laughs) let me be planned and let me be happy for you know at least another year and a half before warner brother gets sold again and dc gets sold and this all gets scrapped but oh that that went negative i waited to the end (laughs) but um no man i'm I'm gonna keep the faith and be positive now we need some positivity around here so yeah i'm with you but uh i'll watch it like everything else and it's funny you kind of end on the the positivity and you know talking about Warner Brothers because look I don't want to go down this route but anything's possible. It, it, let's say Superman flops. Mm-hmm. How long? How many movies have to not do well before they scrap this? You know because are they going to get the the shy foot? Are they going to let James Gunn see his vision completely through and not you know just push him aside like they did with Zack Snyder and. I, I'm, I hope, like, look, I want it all to be great. I hope it's great. I hope it's the best Superman movie I've ever seen. But anything is possible. Well, and the thing that's crazy about Zack Snyder um, in, in the Snyderverse is 
Man of Steel did well, but not fantastic. Batman vs. Superman made a lot of money, especially overseas, but was critically panned. They still let him do Justice League. Like, they yep. didn't really force everything. And, 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 you know, who knows what the backstory I know with his daughter and things like that. I don't want to... But, but who knows? Like, they really could have, after the reception of Batman vs. Superman, be like, you're not getting Justice League. And so they gave him that. So you got to show some grace um, with that. Because, to me, they could have, after that backlash that Batman vs. Superman received... Um, could have scrapped it there. I mean, I think the only thing they did to hamper that film is they, they took out his director's cut because of the reception of Man of Steel and they wanted a shorter movie, which really hampered the movie. The director's <clears throat> cut's much better. Um, yeah, way better. Yeah, it, actually, it's cohesive. Um, but I, I don't know, man. I think... I don't know. I, I would say with the current way <clears throat> it's structured... I think they'll get a time to go through this phase. I don't think it will flop completely only if it is supported and coherent. Um, will things maybe get cut or shuffled around? Possibly. My whole thing is if if there's another sale, because it seems like every year and a half there's another move or sale, yeah. <laughs> then I could see it going south or whatever. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see, man. Um, I, I, I'm going to stay positive. I won't go there yet. Yeah, so look, a lot of positivity on DC. We just ran through their entire slate. We're done with that. Uh, Movies and TV, there really wasn't much else. The only other announcement we got this week was uh, Star Wars Visions Season 2 is releasing on May the 4th. I know we've talked about Visions. There's stuff I like. There's stuff that wasn't for me. But, hey, more Star Wars content releasing on May the 4th, which is the unofficial Star Wars Day. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. I, I still don't think I finished all Visions 1. I finished most of them. But I'll go back and finish before this one. All right, movies and TV is done. Let's jump into uh, let's jump into toys and complain about some of this stuff. <laughs> Sounds good. Because there was too much positivity on the movie front, so we need, we need to get our, our complaints out somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. Um, the first thing kind of ties into DC is the Flash Funko Pops for the movie have leaked out. Um, did you get a chance to see these? Because there uh, is some kind of spoilers in here. I have not. I'm dying to know what the spoilers are. Okay, so if you want me to tell you, I will, but I'll throw this out there. Public warning, spoilers for the Flash movie, spoilers for the Flash movie. If you don't want to hear, come back in a few minutes. What is it, Henry Cavill's Superman pop? (laughs) No, well, but it's interesting because there is, spoilers, a General Zod pop. Yeah, I I saw he was going to be in the movie. Uh, Yeah, and the other one that's kind of a spoiler is there's a Wonder Woman pop. And And she's supposedly in the Japanese trailer, right? That was for Shazam. Oh, that was for Shazam? Okay. Yeah, which it all kinds of ties into DC because it's weird because uh, James Gunn kind of said they're leaving the door open for Gal Gadot to come back, kind of said Shazam is in his own universe, and they're also leaving the door open for Momoa to come back as Aquaman if he wants. Yeah, I saw that. So it seems like they kind of just cherry-picked and they were like, you know what, Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill, we don't want you guys, just just go away, please. <laughs> but, I, but, but, I, but I still thought Ben Affleck's going to be Batman in, in Aquaman. So, if so that's the case, do they pull them out of there now? Another spoiler for the Flash Pops, and this kind of all ties together, there is two different Batman Pops. There's a Keaton, and there's one that looks, it just says Batman, but it looks like it could be Ben Affleck's Batman. Okay. So it's like we're getting more, but then we're cutting some of them out, and then we're bringing some of them back, and we're open to bringing some of them back. So that's the only thing that worries me with the DC stuff right now. The kind of lineup is 
if you're gonna blow up the Snyder first, just blow it up and get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if they are. honestly it because if Ben Affleck shows up in the Flash, which we all think he is, he's not, and then shows up in Aquaman, which comes out you know at the end of the year. To me, the only one they gave the door was Henry Cavill. Yeah, because which is weird. Because and James and, and James Gunn kind of said it in a nice way that he wasn't fired; he just wasn't asked to come back. Right. Which, at that point, you know, if if you walk into your job tomorrow and they're like, "Look, we're not firing you, but we just don't want you to step foot in the building ever again," it's kind right. of being fired. <laughs> right. Well, and the thing is, too, like think about it. It, this was all, and it was just the weirdest thing for the longest time. And it was came out in interviews and stuff like that that he was not back. You know that the previous regime did not want him back, um, and it was just because the Rock pleaded for it that got him to show up in the cameo. So even then, it makes you wonder who signed off on it versus who was like, yeah, no, nah, it's a, you know. So there's just some funny business going on behind the scenes. Um, but yeah, it's if Ben Affleck shows up in both the Flash and Aquaman. Then, to me, it looks like the only one asked not back is Henry Cavill. Which, if you're starting fresh with your Superman, I get it. I don't I don't need a 40-year-old Superman. You know, no offense. Right? You know, because if these, if it's not going to be till 2025, and then, yeah. you know, the sequel, <laughs> you, you know, by Superman sequel, he'll be, you know, 40-something years old flying around. Yeah, but by the time Justice League comes out, Henry Cavill's 52. <laughs> right. Let him be Kingdom Come Superman. I'm fine with it. Um, but, and that's why I do think they'll go with the like the Crisis on Infinite Earths and kind of get into the like the the multiverse of DC, if you will, because I do think at some point they'll bring these people back, kind of like Marvel is doing with Secret Wars, and that'll be your big like hurrah moment for Henry Cavill to fly off. <laughs> yeah, and that would be fantastic. And then you just put a cap on it and move on. Um, so yeah, but yeah, I, I have not seen these Funko Pop leaks, but I did know Zod was in the movie. I thought I'd saw a picture somewhere. Yeah, and, and look, Funko has done this before. They did it with uh, with Avengers Infinity War, where they released pops that were never even in the movie. I mean, there's the the famous uh, Hulkbuster pop that has the Hulk busting out of the, the top of the Hulkbuster armor. Yeah, that never happened in the movie. So, so some of this stuff has changed, and we don't even know if these are characters are officially in the movie or if they've just been in production so long that they don't have time to change it. So we'll, we'll kind of see how this plays out. It's fantastic. We were having a good podcast. We're staying positive. And then you bring that up when I'm about to start throwing stuff. Cause now I'm about to curse the <laughs> Russo brothers for, for screwing the Hulk up again, because he showed up in a Funko pop. He showed up in a Lego set and then they completely scrapped it and kept Bruce Banner in the stupid suit the whole time and ruined the Hulk. And, and it's, it's so Ruin weird too, him. because I, I remember, I remember watching the movie in the theater, and I was sitting next to my brother, and we, we were both kind of sitting there waiting for the moment because we knew it was going to happen because we have the toy. Yeah, and it never happened. No, <laughs> ruined the Hulk, and the Hulk has never recovered. And the Hulk, and I'm telling you what, I, that is why I'm so. Mm, never mind. Let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. Let, let, let's can't. move on to something you like. Because I'll start talking has, about She Hulk again. I just we got to move on. <laughs> we don't need to do it. We don't need no. to do it. <laughs> God, let's you're ta- the Hulk. <laughs> let's talk about Transformers toys. There were some Transformers toys revealed this week. Yes. As you break, uh, hopefully that's not the Grifter figure that you're in love with right now. No, I got him posed. <laughs> He's just staring at me, judging. Uh, yes, uh, we had a uh, wave two of Legacy Evolution or wave five of just Legacy, depending on what, what you want to call it. But yep, some new ones and Legacy uh, Transformer reveals continue to dive all over the place, which is smart. Uh, they said on the live stream that it is getting to the point where now they're they're picking Transformers from every era because you have fans from all over, you know, and a lot of the fans, their first exposure was not G1. 
um maybe not even mm -hmm. beast wars not even like the you know but we're later on uh you know in some of these other cartoons and prime and animated uh, or the the unicron trilogy um so they're putting a lot of these other characters out and i think it's smart um it, it's good that you're you're getting some of these characters that um people have wanted for a while um and they're also with the design team and the engineering they're making these decisions by when they're, they're, they're making these molds, um, you know, very minimal retooling or painting to get the, all these different characters. So they're just killing it. I think that the, the characters they're picking and the reveals they get, it, they, they, it is just on fire now. And it is a Transformers fan uh, dream to be able to say, hey, I don't need this character because I'm not a fan of this version. But, hey, I've always wanted this one. And so it's not like you're stuck. Oh, I don't, you know. You're, you can pick from whatever you want. You don't have to get every one. And uh, I think that's that's smart. Yeah, they, I'm not collecting Transformers, but they seem to be doing a, a pretty good job with everything they release. And like you said, they, they hit all the fan groups, which I think is awesome. Yeah, I, and it's smart. Like I said, you've got fans from all ages, and you don't know where their entry point was. You don't know where their nostalgia pit is. You know, we talk about this, especially during the pandemic, where all the, you know, 80s and, and the, the early 90s stuff came, you know, well, now we're going to get to the point where it's going to be, you know, early 90s and late 90s stuff's going to start popping up. And there were iterations of Transformers, because it's different all the time, that showed up. So it'd be interesting to see what the next nostalgia thing is on there. Because eventually we're going to get to the point where it just doesn't exist, because all kids want to do is play video games and uh, <laughs> uh yeah so we'll, we'll we'll see i don't know how you how you, how you get that crew yeah but, good good thing for them is people like us i feel like the older you get the more you want the stuff you had as a kid you know and we've talked about this at great length but i i think that's kind of where the the market is thriving right now <laughs> yeah oh absolutely that 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 is your number one market and speaking of stuff that we want mcfarlane announced their dark knight build a figure wave um, you get, obviously, the Christian Bell Batman, the Joker, the Scarecrow, um, the, the Bane Build-A-Figure, and what, what's, what's the other one I'm missing? Oh, the Two-Face, the, the Harvey yes. Dent. Harvey Dent, but these, yep. these figures look awesome. Um, yeah. Like, I'm not collecting McFarlane to the extent that you are. I pick and choose some of the pieces. I'm buying this entire wave. It, it looks incredible. Well, and the funniest thing is, it's like, I'm like, I'm not really collecting McFarlane. I'll dabble. And then I look over and there's like 60 guys sitting on my shelf. <laughs> A few thousand dollars worth of McFarland toys. Right. I don't collect. Right. I don't collect. Where do they come from? I got all my lanterns. I got all my my Flash family, my Shazam family, my Superman, the Bat family. So you keep have to add another shelf. Eventually, I have a whole thing of just McFarlands. Um, yeah, man. I, did they put the pre order up for this yet? So it goes live next week. I think it's. Uh, a, I want to say the seventeenth. I got it. See, I still got to track down. I have the Batman, but I still need. I probably want to finish the rest of the Batman wave, but I, I will definitely get this just because those figures are spot on. I'll tell you what, the live action ones recently have been the the Shazam two figure they made. Mm -hmm. I mean, looks like it came right out of the damn movie. It's unbelievable. I, um, I mean, th these Dark Knight figures. I mean, the, the yeah. sculpts, the design. I mean, the the Joker figure is incredible. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. The, you know, and and it's and you can tell the the hype behind this wave is is very heavy in the community right now. People are loving this wave, which you know goes back to what we always talk about: pre order versus wait. I think this might be a wave that if you want it, you're gonna have to pre order it. Yeah, I think so because if you want to complete it, because and and because of the build a figure, 
Um, and because, and, you know, there's going to be a short pack figure or two short pack figures that are going to be the missing piece to, to Bane or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to, I'm kind of with you there. And this is also a wave you're going to want lined up. I think they did a good job that, and I don't know which version of uh, the Christian Bale Batman it is. I don't know from if from Batman Begins, Dark Knight. Uh, I, I don't know, but it um, looked it looked like the Dark Knight one, okay. if I remember, because I even think they posed the figure um, in that scene where he's like standing in the rubble after the building explodes, right? From uh, from the Dark Knight. So I'm, I think it's that build. Well, the fact that you have. The villains that kind of and I, and I know Scarecrow showed up throughout the trilogy, but you've got representation from Batman Begins, you've got representation from The Dark Knight, you got representation from The Dark Knight Rises. I think was smart because they didn't just pick yeah. one movie and do that. Like they went and, and I think the, the I think the I think the line can still expand if you wanted to do you know you wanted to do a Catwoman, you wanted to do a Ra's al Ghul, you wanted to do a, a, a Jim Gordon, you could do these figures too. Yeah, absolutely. There's more characters that you you can you can do. I think the ones they chose are definitely the easiest. I think from a sculpting and a licensing point because of their heavily makeup and heavily characterized. I think, you know, what what I'm shocked what I'm shocked is they have not put out a Tim Burton Batman trilogy wave. Like if you just did like a Nicholson, a Keaton, a Danny DeVito Penguin, like. That would be way, awesome. You know what I'm saying? And just cherry pick from all, you know, put Jim Carrey's a Riddler. You know, just, I'm shocked that doesn't exist yet. I'm shocked. Yeah, I mean, look, we know we're going to get a new Keaton figure with the Flash, right. and maybe maybe they're waiting to see how that figure does before they jump into something like that, but it, but it is odd. Yeah, I'm just, like, they could just cherry pick up all those characters, you know, because some of the other higher-end stuff doing that, the, the, you know, the 89 stuff, um, it's you know looks real it looks real good i'm just surprised mcfarland has not jumped on that yet um just doing the same thing i think what they did with this with the nolan verse and the in the trilogy was great how they picked throughout and uh you know like you said you could add to it and it's it's throughout the whole trilogy it's not like you're pigeonholed into one movie yeah but they did an amazing job i, I can't wait hopefully pre-orders are easy next week and i don't have to worry about it <laughs> yeah i think you'll be good I, I will say that's the one thing is when these go up they, it's it's now they're not they're just they're not specific to mcfarland are they they're not like a dc direct they're just no as far as far as everything i read they're just a generic mcfarland release yeah, so they should be, be at all your big box spots your entertainment earth your big bad toy store stuff yeah. like that they, they should be everywhere yeah, you'll be able to grab them. It's just a matter of uh, which one will be short packed. That'll be the one that that people want to charge double for. But you'll be able. Yeah, to I, I, if I if I had to put my money on one, I say the Joker figure is going to be the one that's that's the most the yeah. highest resell. Yeah, and I really wish I wish the only thing I really that they didn't do I wish they did and they did it with and I don't think it sold well that's why but with the Batman movie they made two they made the Bat Cycle and the Grifter Cycle um, I mm-hmm. would I would have liked the Bat Cycle from the movie I think was pretty cool just to put that Batman figure on but I digress yeah well maybe Wave Two yeah let's uh let's jump into Star Wars because they Hasbro had a stream this week and <clears throat> look I'll start. Um, I thought they did a pretty good job with this stream. I think it was mm-hmm. one of their best, possibly in the past, you know, calendar like full year. I, I think it might have been one of their best ones because some of the some of the pieces in here are really good looking. Like that vintage collection Return of the Jedi Vader looks awesome. Um, some of the the six inch figures, like the the Jesse figure, looks great. We'll get into what they did wrong with it. Um, 
the <laughs> Kiati Mundi looks great. The even the Revenge of the Jedi Darth Vader Black series, the Star Wars Celebration looks great. Scout Trooper helmet, I collect the helmets. I can't wait to get that. I thought overall they did a really good job with this. Yeah, they were. You know, my biggest thing was because I'm not collecting um, the 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 retro. Is I wish they would put a six inch Vader um, from Return of the Jedi. Um, yeah. Because to me, I think it was, I think it was a, um, God, I think it was a SH Figuarts um, Vader that had the, that just, I saw a picture of that too this week. And it had where you could take the hand off and you'll have the chopped off hand where Luke chops it off. And you also remove the Mm -hmm. back of the helmet so you see the scar. And I'm thinking like that, see, to me, that's what you do. You make a Darth Vader deluxe figure that has all this stuff. You've got the removable head sculpts. You can put on the Anakin head that's all burned up. You can do the, the thing. You know, and to me, when you get these deluxe figures, uh, that's what you need to do with these legacy characters. Um, yeah. Because that's and 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 so yeah, I'm with you. I wish it. You know, my only drawback is, man, I wish that was six inch. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you because I'm not I'm not that big on the vintage collection, so I would have liked the six inch Vader. Um, but like I said, I think they did a good job. Even some of the pipeline reveals that they announced, I thought were really good. They um, they had the the Vader. I mean, the the deluxe Darth Malgus in six inch, which I think is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You're getting a Luke and Grogu from uh, Book of Boba Fett in six inch, which I which I think is great. And then the Ahsoka clone trooper helmet from the Clone Wars, which I can't wait to get that helmet. I mean, I, I saw one at New York Comic Con last year. It was like a custom piece. It was like $400, and I wanted that one. So to, to get it in the $120 version, I'll take that. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Now, my question, though, on top of all of this, all right, here's my question for you. Uh-oh. <laughs> Matt, when did these all go up for pre-order? Well, it's funny you should ask that because Hasbro has completely changed their release form. (laughs) What? What are you talking about? So, and look, and I think, I think they kind of got the fan base wrong with the way they handled, not, not the way they handled this, the way they understood it. People aren't mad about pre-orders. People are mad that you're pre-ordering stuff a year and a half in advance. Like they announced the, the Kiati Mundi Black Series figure. That's releasing spring of 2024. I don't need a pre-order to go up next week, <laughs> you know? Um, but they have announced that there will no longer be pre-orders for Star Wars. Everything will be put on shelves when the figures are made and ready to release. Wait. Which I think is an interesting strategy, especially with what we've talked about recently, where some of these brands are sitting on a lot of inventory, some of these brands are starting to pull back. Do you think this is a result of that? Wait, hold on, Matt. Please repeat what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> there are no more pre-orders. Everything will go to shelf when they are ready and made and shipped to the store slash vendors. So everything will be in stock, which means, okay, so I want the I want the Darth Vader vintage collection figure. I'm going to buy it, and it's going to show up to my house hopefully three days later. <laughs> Wait a second. So it will not be available at any site to pre-order anymore? No. No more pre-orders for, for Hasbro Star Wars. All right. You, you want it, you buy it the day it releases. Alright, so, what did they do on their websites of stuff they've previously already put up for pre-order? Uh, is, it still, is it still up there? I don't know. But what is your order? Is your order valid? Yeah, because I have, um, I still, I have pre-ordered all the, uh, like the deluxe comic versions, like the Mara Jade, the Afra, 
Um, what else was there? There was another one. Um, there was a couple of those. Those are all still for pre-order. I think it's anything that's been pre-ordered previously is still pre-ordered. You're fine on those. Anything moving forward is going to start being day of release. All right. So here's my question. So, oh, hold on. I'm going on one second. See what's going on. So if I am, let me ask you a question already. Because this is going to pertain to you. Hold on, I'm having mic issues. There we go. <laughs> All right. If I am a Star Wars collector, Matt, and I want a fig, oh, I still see figures up for pre-order. Are those just going forward? I'm on the. Yeah, I'm after pulse. Okay. All right. So what I'm saying now is, if I'm a, and this is where I was going with. I actually had a point. Why? Why would you have a, if you're a Star Wars only, I know if you're Joe's or Transformer, if I'm a Star Wars only collector, why would I need a Hasbro Pulse membership? Only for the exclusives? And look, it's it's a great question because we've talked about this. I have a Pulse membership. You have a Pulse membership. Uh-huh. And and I've gotten good use out of it. You know, especially for some of the exclusives, the convention releases, and things like that. But we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and even before Hasbro announced this, I was thinking I don't need it. Now it's even it's less that I need it. I don't need it at all. You know. <laughs> right. Well, and and that's where I'm going with it. So so it's a couple of things I'm going with this because I get that. But I don't know if that's a complete overreaction. I think it was because, well, we, and we talked about the other side of it. You know, you were talking about stuff that's not showing up till like spring of 2024. But we talked about stuff like, hey, it's coming in April, and then in January it hits your hits your account. Hey, it's shipping next yeah. week. Yeah. Um, so that's and so I know they have no control over that. I mean, but that's that's everywhere. I mean, um, I'm wondering now if this is only going to be Star Wars or if they're going to follow suit with everything else. Yeah, it's interesting because as of right now, it's just Star Wars. Um, they haven't announced it for anybody else, but it, it would seem odd that they're just going to change Star Wars, and this isn't a a brand rehaul. Not it's just a, it's just a Star Wars thing. It's not Hasbro, right? Like it, to me, it would it would seem weird if they're just picking and choosing which they're going to release for pre order and which they're going to release day of. So, is it something where now you tell me? Um, is it something where? these things are just on pre-order forever and not showing that they made this change or people were just frustrated because everything was so far out. And I guess what I'm saying is like this. So I'll give you an example. So I collect both Joes and Transformers <clears throat> pretty regularly. As far as Transformers go, let's take the movie stuff out of it because I got a movie coming out. So you got nine different ways. You know, you got kids figures, collector mm-hmm. figures. Gen- All right. So forget that. It's a weird year because there hasn't been a Transformers movie in a couple of years. But Let's talk their, their Generations line, the one that caters to collectors that they released. There have been leaks of what's coming, but as far as figures and waves, you know, and we're talking, you're getting six, seven figures in a wave. They've only, they just announced that wave the other day. That was the live stream that you could pre-order. The next wave is not up for pre-order. The current wave is currently in stores. So it's like almost like they're caught up. Yeah. And you can pre-order for like three months out. Now you can pre-order other stuff. There's, like I said, uh, uh, if you want movie stuff, but like like GI Joe classified, they showed some renders of some figures. There's only one wave of Joes right now that you can put on pre-order. So is it Star Wars? Did they have multiple waves outstanding? I guess is what I'm getting at. Did they have like multiple? things that that were throwing people off like i guess i'm just trying to figure out where they would go this route even marvel legends i know they've got multiple stuff here and there but like i know with the joes and then um 
Transformers, it's like, okay, yeah, we have a wave coming. It's not out yet, but you can pre-order it. But that's that's all that's been formally and officially announced. So is it like that with Star Wars, or what's it look like? Yeah, so, so even going back to, like like I said, the Mara Jade, the Dr. Aphra, the, the figures like that, like those were announced, man, I want to say September, October of last year, and those don't come out till April of this year. So again, you're, you're talking about, you know, eight or nine months of pre-ordering, and I think that's where the fan base was, where it's like, Look, we live in an instant gratification society, right? Everybody wants their thing as fast as they can get it. You know, Amazon's delivering stuff two hours later to your house. I, I think that's where it was with the collectors, where it's like, I want this figure, but I don't want to pre-order it, you know, for $30 and have it tied up for a year and a half. You know, and I think I think that's where the discrepancy was. And it's it, it, it's weird because it's it's like pre-ordering is good. But I also feel like it gave us time to kind of readjust what we wanted. And you and I, you and I have talked about oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. Where yeah. we would where we would go through our list and be like, you know what? I pre-ordered this, this, and this. I really only need one of those. I don't need this, and I don't need this. Well, and that's where I'm wondering too. Are they looking just on the metrics of cancellations? Because on some websites you pre-order, you quote unquote pre-order, but you pay up front. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where something like a Pulse or a Big Bad Toy Store, or Entertainment Earth, you. You, you pre-order, but you find it somewhere else, or you change your mind. You can cancel really without penalty. The only thing it does is push it down the list when the item's released. You may not be the first to get it. Like, there's some kind of metrics they use for that. Yeah. But it doesn't – you don't get penalized any other way. So it just makes me wonder, um, were they just getting canceled at a ridiculous rate? And they were like, you know what? We can't hold on to this inventory. And, and that's my one question. And my second question is – is this where these figures are going to be hard to come by again? So, like, what's their inventory going to be when when they hit the shelves? Are they also going to hit like Pulse? Are they going to hit the the shops? You know, that because that's well, going to be hard it's to time. It's interesting too because you know Star Wars they've always had the multiple lines right. They're they're pushing the the retro collection, the vintage collection, and the Black Series collection. So they're releasing they're releasing three separate lines per year, and multiple waves of these lines are starting to like overlap on pre-orders okay so is it something from like a manufacturing standpoint where they're like hey it's easier for us to make them and then release them and then you know two months later then we'll announce the next wave and say you know okay in a month you're going to be able to get those instead of having all this overlap where if you're a completionist on star wars collecting all three lines a i don't know how you do it god bless your pockets but you're getting hit with, you know, three or four vintage waves, two Black Series waves, you know, uh, five or six retro figures, all in a couple months of each other. It's a lot to handle. Yeah, and that, I guess that's what I'm getting at. Like, I'm trying to see, like, I know with Marvel Legends, um, you know, they'll tease figures in some streams, but usually they'll drop waves, and it'll be a, a few little later, they'll drop another wave. You know, I know, like, like I said, with the Joes and the Transformers, how they handle it with Star Wars just dropping multiple waves of the same series, like multiple Black Series on pre-order at a time, multiple of, you know, retro at a time. Because um, I could see how that could be kind of infuriating as a collector. Yeah, and, and look, they just announced all these figures. Then you have to assume Bad Batch Season 2 figures are coming probably pretty soon. And then in 30 days, Mando Season 3 starts, and you're going to assume there's more figures for that. So in the first half of this year, you're already three to four lines deep just on different uh, different pro different properties that Star Wars owns. <laughs> wow. And you know what? I felt that with the Joes at one point, and now that they caught up, it's like, okay, I'm waiting for my next wave, but I'm just sitting here twiddling my thumbs, which is awesome. I'd rather just twiddle thumbs and not pay money at this point. But yeah, yeah it's it's feel like it's finally caught up. Like, and I, which I prefer. I feel like caught up, pre-order, wait a little bit. Like, there's 
And I'm wondering if they're also reading the marketplace with the economy and just saying, okay, yes, we, it's always about the more we make, the more we sell. But that strategy seems to be backfiring because they're, I know they're selling to the vendors and the, you know, the vendors are taking the loss. But that hurts them in the future when they don't want to fill that order again. But so are they looking at it and going, you know what, we'll just do you know, less waves or we'll change the release pattern so it'll be in hands. We won't make as much. Because um, the pre-order numbers are just fudged, and then they, they get a number, and that's and then the thing. Like, like you look at it from like a financial point of view. If you're Hasbro, right? Like, obviously, you're budgeting all these things. You know, wave one carries to wave two, wave two carries to wave three. So, if you have people pre-ordering Black Series figures, and you're holding that money for, uh, let's say, six to eight months, you're budgeting that you have that money. And then all of a sudden, you know, let's say you lose 12% of that money off of cancellations. So now you're backing that out, even though that money might be already spent for production on something else. Right. And that's right. Like that, that kind of that kind of seems like it might be the way it works. So this, at least, you're going to know. Okay, we released, you know, Black Series Wave, whatever it is at this point. Okay, we made X amount from this. Okay, cool. We have that going forward. Right, which makes sense. And I and, and I'm actually shocked it took this long. I know during the pandemic it was different. People weren't going to stores, so pre-order and order online. But I'd love to. I, that would be data. I would love to be privy to to see at the rate. <laughs> of cancellation of different brands you know what i'm saying yeah. in, in that data because who knows if it's higher or lower i mean sure it is um and I, that would be a great indicator of strength of brand because there are certain things that you just even though they're retail you can't find in retail um yeah but then there's other things where you know forget even walking into a store even virtually they'll just pop online i mean they'll be on deep discount two months later you know sitting there so Interesting, man. Interesting. Yeah, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. And like you said, are they going to employ this strategy with something like G.I. Joe or something with Marvel Legends? I mean, Marvel Legends is another one where, you know, we're pre-ordering stuff six months in advance at this point. <laughs> right. And, and that's what made me think of it. Like, I, I was I was just thinking the other day, I'm looking at my, my pre-order sheets and they're very, they're not, they're not real long right now, which I was excited about. But I was looking <laughs> at it and saying, okay, I have this wave of Transformers I just pre-ordered. You know, this is April, so probably show up in March. But anyway, um, that's out there, one wave. And then my next wave of Joe's, probably in a month or so or in a couple of weeks will be out or two months, whatever. But that's it. And there's nothing announced. There's stuff like leak that you know is coming, but nothing announced. And I, I love that. Like, it was just like, okay, good. I can enjoy what I have and actually take stock of what I have before I get yeah. worried, like, three different waves on. And do I want all of them? So, yeah, it's uh, – but I, I didn't know where they were. I know Marvel Legends still has a bunch of stuff, you know, all over the place. You know, they're not really even doing waves. Like, they've got – okay, they got the Retro X-Men. They've got the – the other, um, just the regular, you know, Legends way. They just leaked the the comic Yondu that exclusive. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm I'm curious because it is Hasbro to see where the other brands if they follow suit or if they've just caught up to the situation and that's why they didn't need to do this. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting going forward. And it, they kind of gave like rough estimates on all these figures on when they're going to release. And a lot of them are spring 2023, summer 2023. But then, like I said, you have, you know, a couple of these pieces going into 2024. Uh, nope, I don't really need to pre-order a figure that I'm going to have that I'm not going to have for a full year. <laughs> right. So what is what is the la what is the latest wave to hit then? What's the wave that came out now? Oh man! So we we had the Obi Wan wave which came out. Right. Um, then there was, 
it, I don't even know if it was necessarily a full. There was another wave of vintage collection. I remember you got some of the Andor figures in that right, one, yep. and those are those are just starting to pop up into stores. I actually saw a picture earlier today where they had like the the three seven five Andor line. Um, I believe it was at like a Target. So those are just starting to roll out, and the Black Series wave for Andor hit kind of late last year. Okay. All right. Well, interesting. I, I well, I'm gonna keep an eye on it because I think we've talked about this and. We knew we were going to see changes. That, that to me, just seems like a drastic change, um, you know, to, to, to implement, but we'll see. And it's interesting that they pick Star Wars. Like, look, I would assume Star Wars is one of their bigger money makers, right? Yeah, like you would assume. Are they doing this with Star Wars because they know Star Wars toys are going to sell anyway? So they're kind of testing the waters for this, and then, then they'll, you know, transfer this over to G.I. Joe and Marvel and Power Rangers and things like that? Yeah, I'm wondering. Um and I'm wondering too, uh, the results of the last couple of Haslabs. Did that affect this decision? Does that affect? Because that would be something where technically is a pre-order. You know what I'm saying? Where you crowdfund yeah. something, you got to commit that money in advance and wait. Do they think, hey, if we got another Haslab coming up, we really need it to be successful. We can't have these people have nine thousand other things on pre-order because they're. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, no, that, that's that's, yeah. that's actually a really good point. Because <laughs> this next Haslab they re, they they released, they got a hit with. They it has to. to. It has. You can't you have do three to. in a row. You can't. No, I, I mean, look, the Rancor got close, but then the Reva Saber, it wasn't even a, it wasn't even close. Yeah. It was actually sad to watch. Yeah. No, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so. Yeah. The, the, whatever they do next, it has to hit, and it'll be interesting to see where they go because the. The past couple have kind of been tied into stuff that's happening in Star Wars. Like you got the Reva Saber right around Obi Wan, you got the the Rancor, even though it was a little bit early. But the but then in Book of Boba Fett, the Rancor shows up at the end of that show, and then you had the Razor Crest, which tied into Mando, which was like right before season two when they released that. Yeah, man, great great uh, great synergy there with the brand team and the marketing and everything else. Jeez, that thing. <laughs> never mind. Sorry, I, I love Star. I don't mean to be negative. It's just it's 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 baffling sometimes on the decision making on some of their stuff. Well, and then and then you see something like that happen this week. And like I said, I thought overall they did a really good job with this stream. But then you look at the the clone trooper Jesse figure. <laughs> they put the antenna on the helmet, and he doesn't have an antenna on his helmet. And look. If if you know anything about Star Wars fans, they pay a great attention to detail. Star Wars fans think they know everything about every character, so of course this starts to get backlash online. You know, it's like but, they had a good stream and they can't even walk into the sunset happy. Like they still but, get backlash. <laughs> but here's the thing, and I'm gonna be honest here, and I'm not. I know I can be critical and stuff, but if you're excited about a Jesse figure. You're damn well gonna want the no antenna on your Jesse. You know what I'm saying? If you're and, and look, like, I'm oh my part God, of that. Jesse, you're right. But you're gonna be ticked, and so yeah, like, and, and the crazy thing is, I didn't even notice it at first. Yeah, but you, you know, can... and the, and then somebody pointed it out, and I was like, come on, Hasbro. <laughs> yeah, no, dude. If you're if you're excited about a Jesse figure, and I'm not hating on anyone who is, because because that's a great character in the Clone Wars. But if you're if you know who that character is and you're excited, you're gonna notice when they screw something <laughs> up like that. You know what I'm saying? And you yeah. have every right to be upset because you know that's who they're selling to. That's who they're trying to make happy. You can't screw it up like that. You just can't. Yeah, and look, obviously with this not coming out soon, you know, hopefully they have time to change it. I, I don't know if they do, but I'm sure they'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, they will figure it out. 
Uh, you had mentioned earlier there was a couple GI Joe reveals, kind of renderings. Anything that stood out to you? Oh yeah. <coughs> so Snowjob. Because there, there, there were some cool looking figures in, the, in this. this oh, Snowjob looks great because they got both. They got the both heads. They got the one when he's got the hood over, and then the hoodless one where you can put it around his neck. It looks fantastic. Skis, everything. If he's gonna come with all that stuff, he might be a deluxe. I mean, they, they yeah, most likely. So I saw that. I was like, oh my god, they're gonna make Snowjob a deluxe. But yeah, I'm looking forward. Then they got the uh, the Televiper. Yep. Um, with the pod and the different head, it's, I'm like, I mean, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I can't. <laughs> I just finally opened Spentor because they re-released him in Mindbender, so I was like, oh, I always grab another one if I wanted, but I'll open the ones here. It's tremendous. The Spentor yeah. figure is tremendous, and so, and it's a, the vehicle. You know, I've had a couple of the bikes they've done, but now I've got the chariot. Now they're doing the pod. Um, looks looks fantastic, and then uh, Scrap Iron looks. It comes with a drone, like. They're killing it now, and they're and they're making their characters look like the the vintage figures now. Yeah, where they need to go back and fix a couple of their older ones. Um, you know, the the biggest knock they'll get is that they've been dumping a couple repaints. I don't know how I feel about getting, you know, not even repaints, but um, this next wave coming up, you're getting one, two, three repaints and two new figures technically, um, but. Uh, yeah, the, the new renders of some of the new ones they've got coming out look tremendous. Um, and I finally got all the rest of my uh, the Target ones that were, God, took about a year and a half to get here. But they're <laughs> great. My only thing is, like, they've released a couple figures like Bazooka, which is one of my favorites, uh, if not my favorite Joe uh, behind Snake Eyes. And then uh, Rakondo and Outback. But they have them in their, their Tiger Force costume. And so you know the... You know the the regular version's coming. You've already seen those renders, and I'm thinking, why didn't you put the regular version out first? Because I want the character, but I want them in the regular. You know, I'll make yeah, a decision. Yeah, of course. You know, I don't need everyone in their their alt costume. Um, but yeah, the renders they released are great. It's their second little mini vehicle, so that'll definitely be a deluxe figure. Scrap Iron looks great. Snowjob looks great. So they're just killing it. And like I said, they've got one the one. Um, one wave outstanding on pre-order right now, and then they've got another one that, you know, because the live stream's coming soon. So usually what they did with Transformers is right when they did their last live stream to uh, announce these new figures, the ones from the last wave pretty much all shipped out of Pulse. So they timed it perfectly. It's like, all right, That's here's cool. some, here, we're getting rid of the right now. You're all caught up. Now here's a new wave coming in a couple months. So to me, that's good. I can live with that timing because like, having these, all, these on pre-order is just, it's frustrating as all can be. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at these pictures of some of these, and the, the Televiper and uh, Scrap oh, Iron, they crazy. look incredible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> I can't wait to put that thing in the pot. Like, like, it's just, um, they're just doing such a good job with it. Like, they just, I, and then the His Tank's coming later this year. Like, I, I can't wait. I mean, it's, like, that thing looks tremendous. Um, like, I mean, it's just, they're just killing it. And it's, it's, uh, the, the, the biggest issue I'm having now is, what to they're still kind of hard to track down but i was in a target and i actually saw some of these guys and i'm thinking okay do i pull back and um and and wait and just try to pick them up and roll the dice but they're just too cool not to it's like i don't mind paying full price for some of these because of what they come with and then they got a troop builder pack they showed uh with a male female troop builder and what's cool about that is the troop builder is very similar in a deco to when you when i was a kid they had a Hasbro held something with their with the retro vintage figures, mm -hmm. retro vintage, where you know you get enough proof of purchase and send in you, you you name your own Joe, 
And so I was really creative. So I, of course, called my G.I. Joe name Tinfoil. Um, <laughs> I know that. But anyway, um, and the dude that, that's coming in this two-pack uh, two builder for the troop builder is that it looks very similar to that figure. That's awesome. <laughs> so I'm like excited. Oh my gosh, tinfoil. So I got to get it. Like I got to get it. <laughs> yeah, you have to. I got to. Like I'm like excited. Like and they gave you a little like, you know, bio card and stuff like that. So yeah, man. Uh, just, just I'm enjoying that line. So I will keep collecting. I haven't got anything yet. Be like, oh, it's terrible. Like um, Serpenter, uh, unbelievable. Dr. Mindbender, the, the bazooka figure. I mean, I mean, it's everything you could possibly want the the paint apps are unbelievable the the articulation's great for what they need to do and uh god the accessories they're giving them are ridiculous they fix that they're not all like you know looking terrible like the first couple waves so yeah man it's going strong that wave i don't see them slowing down anytime soon now like we said shout out to the the team at gi joe classified they're doing an unbelievable job we had mentioned it when they released the his tank and like you said they're showing no signs of slowing down and it's just getting better yeah oh yeah i can't wait man uh look i know this has been a long episode we do have a little bit of gaming news to get into so we're gonna run into that and uh you know try to run through that pretty quickly (laughs) yes 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 um, I don't know if you saw this, but I thought this was interesting. PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo have all announced that they will not be going to the E3 uh, video game convention. E3 has kind of been on the downcline, you know, mm-hmm. from a big developer perspective for a while now. Do we think they adapt and survive, or do we think this is kind of the tail end of E3? I think it's the tail end. I think, I think uh, COVID takes another victim, unfortunately, uh, of things that not going back to the way where I think that was it. When these companies started putting out their own, um, you know, directs to customers online, yep. saving themselves a bunch of money, uh, putting it out when they wanted to, controlling that news, controlling what gets out there, controlling the narrative and a lot of these things. Um, to me, it's a no brainer for them to just keep doing it that way. It saves them money. They can, they have more control, uh, they are the story. They are the spotlight. Um, exactly. They don't have to compete with others, um, <clears throat> and so I don't see, I don't see it going back. You know, I don't, I, I don't see it. I, I think yes, the community part and stuff, but but so much of the gaming community is all like you know, if you go on Twitch and stuff like that, and, and the different Discord chat, it's all online based anyway. So like, yeah, exactly. That, that cyberspace area is kind of you know, it's not like Comic Con where part of the stuff or some of the collector shows and stuff where you want to be around different collectors or be around different folks so that social aspect of it all the social aspects you know done online anyway so yeah i mean if one is going to disappear this is the easiest to kind of transition to a completely digital space right because that's like you said that's what it is right now right and and so that's just to me that it just makes sense it's just a logical progression yeah and, and look uh, if it does wind up going under, you know, it's they stop doing it, or maybe they switch to like a digital only E3 where they can save money on their end. It, it's going to be a little sad because E3, you know, w- when I was growing up, it, it used to be a time you look forward to because you knew you were getting, you know, PlayStation announcements, Xbox announcements. But like you said, it, it kind of has changed, and you've seen it even with like uh, like the big studios for the movies. You know, Marvel they don't need Comic Con to drop a trailer. No. PlayStation announces a, a PlayStation Direct. Uh, hey, it's on Thursday. Watch it. We're going to announce a new game. They, they they can do their own thing. And like you said, the spotlight is all on PlayStation that day, all on Xbox that day, whoever it is. You're not competing. Oh, well, Xbox had this and PlayStation had this. It, it's just easier to do it independently. 
Yeah, absolutely. Look, look, look what we just talked about at the beginning of, of this podcast with the the James Gunn DC news, right? Yeah. That 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 what maybe got teased uh, less than twenty four hours before. They're like, yeah. oh, the next day, and it was just him casually coming on, talking, whatever. And then that news just takes on a life of its own and goes viral. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, and, so, and it dominated the entire it, week pretty much. It, right. It dominated the news cycle from that from the from the comic world, and it was just done so simply. It was a couple-minute video. They leaked enough. They, you know, yes, it, it's very active and, and constantly retweeting stuff and keeping it going and, and promoting, but um, you don't need the big – big displays in these places you don't need that anymore and you get you can reach a bigger audience um doing it this way so uh, yeah I, i'm with you man it's i think it's going to be the end of e3 um i would say other unless you are trying to show off and and really model a new console yeah. i don't see the reason and, and you know we're still kind of in the mid-light cycles of, of, of the two big ones, you know, we're towards the end of the switch, but they, you know, they can keep that going. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't see it. Yeah. I, I think E3 is on its way out. So it, look, I hope they can readjust and kind of keep it going. Like I said, maybe in more of an indie developer thing, kind of a online thing only, but, but we'll see where it goes. Um, we also got some unfortunate news. Jedi Survivor has been pushed back to April 28th when it was supposed to come out. I believe it was May 17th or March 17th. Um, they cited kind of just polishing up the game and stuff. And look, I'm all for it. it does it suck I'm not going to get to play it next month? Yeah, but I'd rather play a good you know, game without glitching and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Get it right and then get it to us when it's right. I'll you know play Hogwarts to keep me busy until it's ready. So just uh, yeah, get it right, get it right. Especially especially because like I said, I I went back and I'm playing the through the first one. It is a very buggy game. There's parts where I kind of just fall off a cliff for no reason, you know, or a, a jump doesn't work the way I want it. It, it is it is a glitched out game, and I, I hope they can kind of correct some of those in this one. <laughs> yeah, let, let, let fingers crossed. That's what I will say. Yeah, so here's the most exciting news for me, for video games at least, um, and that was, again, none of this is confirmed, this is all rumors, but that Wolverine for PS5, the, uh, what is it, Insomniac I think is making it, rumored to be fall of 2024, uh, mature rating, and that Wolverine might have a possible appearance in Spider-Man 2 the game. Interesting. I, I wonder how we would fit there, other than just the cameo to get you hyped for the game. Yeah, they have to, man. They, 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 you're gonna make give Wolverine a solo game. You have and you've got to cater to him and, and make it a mature game and just make it all out. You have to. Yeah, yeah. You can't do it any other way. I mean, it's <laughs> no. And they they did that previously with one of the Wolverine games that they released. Um, I want to say it was on like Xbox 360 is where I played it. And they did that where like Wolverine, you know, he hits you with the claws. He's chopping off limbs and there's blood squirting out everywhere. So uh, you got to do the character right. <laughs> yeah, you have to. This is not an X-Men game. It's a Wolverine game. It, it, you know, it's it's I, I've read some quotes that they want this to feel, you know, different than the Spider-Man world because it is. It's a different world. It's a different type of game. And uh, yeah, man, make it as realistic and as 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 uh, crazy as possible. Um, and, and you know, don't pull any punches uh, because that that's how you will, uh, <clears throat> you know, not only get the hype for the game, but when the game comes out, keep people keep playing. So uh, you know, give them that experience that they want. Yeah, and I like the idea of it kind of being a shared universe where like he may pop in on Spider Man. You know, you see him there, and then 
you know, there's been long rumors of like an Iron Man game happening or something like that. So I, I kind of like this Marvel video game universe if they're going to go this way. All right. Well, let, let's hope so, man. Let's hope so. Yeah. Look, it, it's been a lot today. I think we can agree on that. You it's know, it's, lot, it's been a lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot going on. But yeah, we got we covered a lot. But we, we've reached the end. We are finally done. We've talked about DC, all the good toy stuff. We did skip over comics. Was there anything you want to throw in there this week no, or anything that you picked up? No, I have slacked um, and I will um, – I have slacked and we'll pick it up next week. But I, I, I finished um, I finished my Dark Crisis. I'm in the middle of Lazarus Planet, Lazarus Planet right now in the DC universe. So I will come in next week with 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 some thoughts that I, that i have um and where it's going i i just read i did read finish finally uh action comics 10 50 which kind of sets up the superman universe and there were some cool things in there but i'll save that for next week well there you go ladies and gentlemen you have a tease for next week Black. we'll dig we'll, we'll dig into some comic books next week you know we'll get up to date on all of that but other than that that's a show um as always i'm matt Thanks for stopping by.